0: to the generation of Jade. this podcast is a member of the place to be nation family visit us at place to be nation.com the only place to be in your pop culture world place to be nation wrestling network welcome back to another great episode of who's next happy new year by the way also it's our first pod of 2023 and we've got a lot to talk about because the last time we talked to y'all it was right before christmas and so much has happened so much has gone down in nxt and we're gonna break it down for you but who's we it's not me it's not i i cannot do this alone i have one of the best co-hosts in the business the mud pie Logan Crosson, Logan, happy new year. Hope you had a great holiday and, and we're back here uh, talking a little NXT.
1: Yeah, good new year. Good good start to the year so far, but uh, I'm looking forward to get back into this and uh, talking about some NXT, so let's do it.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, excitement there. I think a lot of uh, good stuff is coming. I think they, they really started off the year strong uh, with some great episodes, uh, some you know, kind of new blood into the mix, which is something that uh, we love about NXT. We get a lot of that. And yeah, just, just, I think there's a lot of positives to, to uh, talk about in this last month or so of TV. Okay, cool. So let's let's go all the way back to December 20th episode of NXT. And this started with a recap of Roxanne winning the women's title the previous week. And really, we were still kind of reeling a little bit, I think, at the time. What what were your feelings once it really sunk in? Because um, the whole Mandy thing was still kind of an open wound, right? Going into this episode, Mm -hmm. we just started getting the facts before we recorded our our last episode. So how do you think uh, they handled it? What was the air like, you think, going into uh, this episode?
1: Yeah, I mean it, it still kinda it still kinda burned, still kinda didn't feel good that Mandy was gone. Um I, I felt good I it felt good for Roxanne. I felt I felt like it was a good moment for her. Uh she really uh rose to the occasion, had a great match with her. So um I it it kinda it still kinda hurt that Manny was gone, but uh, I thought I thought it was a good moment for Roxanne. And I, I think she'll do great as the champion. Um, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing where they first leader, and we'll kind of get into that as we go. But, um, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it, but I, I would love Manny to still, still be around. But I understand the circumstances were not ideal. So
0: <laughs> I, I, th- I think what, what has really affected us the most was how sudden it was.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I I had a feeling Roxanne could have been the one to end the title reign but I didn't think it was going to happen like that quickly and we were kind of like just in shock I think not not about the title loss I mean title losses happen all the time unexpected booking you don't know but then it was really that she was gone the next day Mm -hmm. that's I think what we're really uh, reeling from so yeah exactly uh, Mm-hmm. All right, so the action uh picks up and they always start off with a with a really a, a good match. Uh, so we got Carmella Hayes versus Axiom. Uh some highlights from the Max match. Axiom hits a Hurricanrana off the top rope. That looked pretty impressive. Melo does win with the in- interference by Trick Williams. Post match, Axiom hits a moonsault and Trick Williams mm-hmm. to the outside. Uh so this match was a banger. This this one these guys were flying all over the place. That top rope uh where they're both standing on the top rope, uh, Haruna Karana. I always mess up the pronunciation. of that move. No, you, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that, I mean, Mel brings it. That's all. And, and Axiom has really started. I know, I know you were a little down on him, uh, when we first started doing the pod, but his, his stock is rising in my, in my opinion. What, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, without a doubt. A- Axiom continued his little hot streak for me uh, here. Uh, I thought he was great in this match, and Carmella is always great, so uh, not a surprise that they had a banger of an opener here for this episode. Um, that that top rope Hurricane Ronald was really cool, and then there was a move where uh, like Axiom like went through the middle and bottom rope and... Uh, Carmelo was kind of sitting on the in, in between the top and middle rope, and he kind of just went through it. And while he went through it, he kind of German suplexed him as he as he kind of dove through. It was really cool looking. So just another cool move to kind of highlight in that one. But yeah, just really great way to st- open the show. They they're really good at doing these uh, kind of uh, quick, fast. Uh, it's kind of like the old WCW with the cruiserweight. So it, mm-hmm. it was a good way to open it with the fast, quick pace that these guys can cut. Yeah,
0: yeah, you can definitely feel that. It, that's a Sean Hunter kind of booking way to go because we don't, you know, Vince's way was the the promo, the thing, the long talking segment to start a show, but then, uh, you know, this, yeah, they they, I, as as you know, I'm, I'm you know doing the research, catching up, it is a uh, always. Noticing that there's always a hot start to the show, which is which is really refreshing, I think, and mm-hmm. something that really picks it up for me. So then we get Grayson Waller with an interview. He wants his title shot tonight, kind of follows up the way Roxanne called her shot, calls out Braun. Uh, I think Grayson Waller, we'll talk about him a lot, uh, kind of been the MVP a little bit of these, these <laughs> five episodes that we're going to, to break down. And even if he's not in ring, he's keeping everything moving forward, so... Really, really great stuff. Uh, we get Tony D and Stax backstage. Tony gets a title shot for the North American title the following week. Grayson Waller is looking for, um, uh, sorry, he's looking for Braun. So, the, continuing on the whole uh, Tony and and feud with uh, Wesley. Then we get Nikita Lyons versus Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark tries to attack Nikita during the entrance, but Nikita was expecting it. Zoe ends up rolling up Nikita for the win while holding the ropes. So this feud has been so ugh to me. <laughs> Zoe Stark, who, who is is one of those I equator, and I, I probably said this before, like, you know, Ernest, the Cat Miller, people, like, who are good, you know, decent in the ring, and then they become heels and they have a little bit of personality and they get a little bit better. Sometimes they get a lot of it better, but I, she hasn't really hit her stride yet. I don't think. And Nikita Lyons, I mean, what, we do our stock up, stock down, but her stock has dropped. She, I don't think has gotten anything in terms of like a win or anything in this feud and her in ring. It has gotten a little sloppier. I think What what are your thoughts here?
1: Yeah, she's definitely, uh, you know, degraded. I guess just gone down a little bit for sure. Um, yeah, she was kind of sloppy in this one, and I, I just feel like they haven't booked her super well. I feel like she could have really used the win here. Um, I don't think I don't think Zoe would have been too hurt, it, especially if it was like kind of a fluke or just out of nowhere or something like that. Um, but I, I think Nikita probably could have used this win a little bit more than Zoe could. But they kind of get give her some revenge, and a match will talk about later but uh, yeah the nikita's booking and h- how she's uh gone uh for the last few weeks months uh just hasn't hasn't really lived up to what i thought she could be uh hopefully she'll get things turned around but we'll, we'll see as we go forward
0: yeah i mean that's the thing about nxt we may come down on people for getting but but they're that's part of the reason why they're there too, they're there to to make mistakes so that they don't make them mm-hmm. when they get to Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, people do make mistakes on those shows, but it's they're, they're more polished by then. They, they've they've dealt with the adversity and all, all that stuff. So yeah, it's she she she's gonna need some time. You know, she was somebody that I thought was going to rise quickly, and now having a lot of second thoughts on on that. So then we mm-hmm. go to a Cora Jade interview. where She gets attacked by Wendy Chu, Uh Wendy Chow. I always messed that up too. Uh, so and then we have Fallon, uh, Briggs and Jensen in in Fallon's family bar. Kiana walks in, says she paid off, off the bar's bills and gets a lean on the bar after Jensen, you know Brooks Jensen uh, slips and tells her about it. Fallon then challenges Kiana to a match for the bar. Uh, what do you? We're, we we we. It's going to play out over the next few episodes, but. What what are your thoughts on this on this Fallon Kiana feud over a bar?
1: Uh, it's interesting for sure. It kind of gives Fallon a little a little something to fight for. Um, you know, she's just kind of been the manager of uh, Brooks or Briggs and Jensen. Sorry. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's just kind of been their manager. She's had a few matches here and there, but not, not much character thing. So uh, the fact that her family owns a bar and it kind of gives her something to fight for, I guess, is a, is an interesting, uh, thing, uh, may not be the most natural wrestling angle or anything like that, but, uh, it gives this match stakes, which if a match has stakes, it's always a little better in my eyes. So, uh, I, I was looking forward to the match that they had the
0: next week. Yes. That's great. Great point. Uh, it, it also it gives them both something to do. It's Like they're more than that; these these caricatures. Okay, Fallon, let's put some uh, you know cowboy boots on you and you know ripped <laughs> off you know, jean cutoff things. And Fallon and Kiana, let's give you glasses and a briefcase. And now they're <laughs> they're really starting to hone in on their on their characters, which yeah. has helped. All right, then we go. Absolutely. Yeah, then we have a match for the NXT Women's Tag Team Titles with Toxic Attraction uh, in a in a three way. Toxic Attraction, Ivy Nile and Tina Paxley versus Carter and Chase. We Caden ends up pinning Ivy to retain. Ivy held her at her submission move, but end up rolling her up. I thought this was a fun match, but you know, the the right here's the thing, like I'm I, I watch the match and I'm like, I only see two of these women at the moment getting called up. Like anytime sooner, or or oh, yeah. doing something on the main roster, right? Because toxic attraction is kind of a little, somewhat out of place down there now. I think because mm-hmm. they're they were on the cusp of of coming up, and I I still think they are. I think we're gonna get some stuff with them uh, mm-hmm. after on the episodes after were uh, the, the ones we're covering tonight. But I, I, Ivy Nile and Tam Paxley are way uh, a bit away from from you know they still need a lot of work in the character uh ivy's in ring has gotten better and chance and carter i i don't see it translating to to the main roster i just think they're going to be they're going to get there get lost in the shuffle and they're going to be the ones that are going to be the ones jobbing every week what mm-hmm. what were you uh feeling on this match
1: yeah, I definitely agree with you about the translating in the main roster kind of stuff. Um, I thought the match was good. Um, I I, I like the creativeness of the finish because, you know, Ivy really had Caden uh, in the in the submission, and it looked like she was going to fade, and we were going to have new champs. So it uh, kind of it leaves that open-ended that maybe the Diamond Mine girls will get another shot at Carter and Chance eventually. Um, it, like you said, the Toxic Attraction girls are kind of, I don't want to even say aimless because they're featured. Um, obviously, we'll get into later. They have a they have a big match coming up uh, together. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of want to see a new leader, maybe, or maybe they just go up by themselves or some something to that effect. But they need a little they need a little help, I guess. I'll say uh, going forward.
0: Yeah, I I think that's coming too, uh, which we could yeah we we could talk about. Then we get a bunch of uh, packages, and backstage we get an Oro Mensa package, which is good. We start to see uh, a character evolve here, whether it's a character I'm going to like, I'm going to love. It's a character <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, Booker T then interviews Roxanne about her title wins. It was a nice sit-down that we had. Apollo Cruz mm-hmm. talks about his title match loss at deadline. Carmelo interrupts and says that he is next in line, and they challenge each other to a match. Then we get New Day backstage, and I really Love this here. I pop big time when when I I don't know if you caught all these. I actually said that (laughs) you know, paused it to write all these down. So Pretty Deadly, you know, wants a title shot and they told them that they have to get them everything that's on their Christmas list. So they bring them a bunch of presents, and (laughs) this was on the list. Kamala's Mask, Bark Gunn's Brawl for All Trophy, Santino's Cobra, (laughs) Ahmed Johnson's Legion of Doom shoulder pads, Stevie Ray's Slapjack. And the honky-tonk man, he was on the list but taken off. And they couldn't get Nails' prison uniform. Uh, Also, at the end, um, Xavier says he wants Tyler Breeze's selfie stick. I popped big time for this. Because you could tell that that these guys, especially Xavier, loves wrestling. And anytime he gets to do any kind of nostalgia pops, you get it from them. I, I I am really loving this new day run in NXT, especially with Pretty Deadly. Uh, what What do you think? Oh yeah, they have
1: like super insane chemistry with them, so I've I've enjoyed it so far too. Um, yeah, and he, he said he needed the Breeze selfie stick for a thing that he had coming up, so I, I think that was probably a shout out to his little up uh, up up down down reunion that he had with uh, Cole and Cesaro and uh, Breeze that they they had a couple weeks ago on YouTube. Um, but the, I like that little shout out. But yeah, just sending them to get all these random items, and they wanted him to get the the whole honky tonk man like. The person and he was like that was probably a little unrealistic that would be kidnapping so um, but yeah just just great stuff good good chemistry between those guys
0: yeah it is fun so then we get alba running into isla backstage uh, and she blows red dust into her face which kind of uh, messes her up and then uh, we get a, a clip of last week with odyssey jones malik and idris they're running to schism outside and then Alba is in medical. Grayson is looking, still looking for Braun going through. Then we get Indy Hartwell versus Electra Lopez. Uh, Electra ends up hiding the brass knuckles in the turnbuckle and uses them to get the win. And then Alba gets cleared by medical. And we get Wes, a Wesley interview talking about uh, Tony and Dijak. So um, let's uh, actually, let me let me say one more thing. So we get Saul Ruka versus Alba Fire. Alba gets attacked by Ila in a plume of smoke, injures her arm with Alba's bat, so there's no match. So in this whole uh, piece, this whole section of the of the episode, you know, we're not going to really talk about the Odyssey, uh, Malik, Malik, and, and Idris because we're really, you know, kind of down on those guys. Uh, <laughs> before we get to the Alba stuff, any thoughts on the Indy Hart, Hartwell-Electro Lopez match?
1: Uh, I, I was, I was sad that it got as little time as it did, but the fact that it was a cheat win, I guess I understand. And it obviously is featuring Electra is that she's going to use any, anything she can to get get wins and get herself to the top of the division. So that's a good, uh, character and way, way to go there. I'm sad that Indy kind of got so, somewhat squashed in that. I mean, I think she, she held her own in the match, but it's, it's, it's sad to see that her, finally kind of emerge and get into the Iron Survivor match only to end up driving to Electra just kind of, just to kind of feature her. But um, yeah, it it was, it was an all right match, um, but it was obviously just to propel uh, Electra forward uh, with her new style. I
0: I think that, I think they're, they're building something with her, which, which Mm -hmm. which we will touch on uh, later on. And Indy, I think Indy's kind of in that, you know, she's been there a long time. Uh, she's, she's, she's probably ready. She's, she's not going to get thrust up into like, you know, title matches or anything, but she's, she's good. She could be, you know, like, like we've talked about, she could be a new member of damage control where they could use like a bigger, a taller girl in that, in that faction to maybe be their, their enforcer kind of thing. And I, I can see her in that role. Uh, what about the, uh, the Alba stuff here? with uh, uh yeah I mean, this a, is a this is a few that they keep uh you know tempering and and every time you think it's it's like oh this is it that they keep kind of uh, moving it forward even more
1: yeah i i've enjoyed the stuff that they've had together i, I would have thought that the last match would have been the ending of it just because it kind of was definitive and seemed like you know I, I was one and she's gonna move on and kind of do her own thing but i'm not disappointed to see it go i thought that match was pretty good uh for all things considered so uh it was good to see it was good uh to see it go forward but i could have seen an ending when it when it uh we, we thought it had previously
0: yeah yeah it's, it's it's the the feud that keeps on giving i guess <laughs> <laughs> all right so then we get a backstage with chase you where all the students are lined up to give andre presents andre is allergic to fruitcake. And yells at one of the students, so half the line, uh, half the students get off the line because they all have fruitcakes. Duke then tricks somebody else into uh, giving him this present for Andre, which has a number one professor plaque. Then we go to Briggs, uh, Jensen, and Fallon with, uh, um, sorry, Briggs, yeah, Josh Briggs, uh, Brooks, Jensen, and and Fallon interview. They get interrupted by Kiana, and I forget the girl's name who's with her. Do Do you know her name?
1: I can't remember what her name is. She's and just like Kiana's assistant. I can't yeah. re- it starts with a T, I think, but I can't remember what it is.
0: And they, they, and Kiana's there to wish uh, Brooks a good luck building that little thing. And then we get an earlier today uh, clip of Drew Gulak training. Hank Walker is asking him for advice. Then we go on to our uh, what our main event match for the night is Briggs and Jensen versus The New Day for the NXT Tag Team titles based on doing the pledge of allegiance from the previous episode new day wins with a uh, really fun uh, sequence of uh, poison rana then uh, trouble in paradise both by kofi and then we get elbow drop on briggs by uh, xavier so uh, i really did enjoy this match again the new day has been a real breath of fresh air here in mm-hmm. nxt i think uh their stay has been a really positive one. It's not like you know why are they here? Why? It's just they're here. They're having fun. They're they're kind of elevating all the 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 people that they're with. So, uh, what what do you any 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 thoughts on this match?
1: Yeah, I thought it was a great match. Uh, I thought they continued their good streak of matches with these kind of younger teams uh, showing uh that, that that they're still one of the best teams in the world uh the new day is and you know obviously helping these uh younger tag teams along that Briggs and Jensen definitely held their end uh i thought it was a I, I just thought it was a really entertaining and good match uh i like you said I th- i'm really enjoying this new day run so far i uh, i think I think it's a good move to have them down there, kind of reinvigorated them a little bit too. I think it makes a i think they you can obviously tell that they're having a ton of fun so um I'm glad that they they are down here and they're having these kind of matches with these teams to give them a little bit more experience with a a more experienced team. so I really enjoyed it
0: yeah briggs and jensen uh showed something to me in that match, both of them, and you know I've been kind of down on on Brooks, so he's a uh, he's really. <laughs> He's, he started, he's starting to, to grow on I me mean, a little bit, not, not, not fully sold yet. Uh, <laughs> then we get uh, Stax going to talk to DiJack about, um, you know, keep uh, keeping off, uh, I can't remember, my whole name right, like, on behalf of the Don. Then we get a countdown to New Year promo for January 10th. And we get Diamond Mine walking in the parking lot, and Inda share shows up, tells them to show them why they're uh, ready to fight. Then we get Grayson Waller going to the ring and calls out Braun. Braun then shows up, goes to Spear Grayson, but Grayson had had on a big coat all night, and we know why, because after the spear, um, Braun seems like he's kind of uh, knocked out a little bit, and he had a metal plate under his coat, and that was the whole trickery by our number one contender, Grayson Waller, and that's how we end the show. So, uh, I really like this kind of this Grayson Waller stuff here. Kind of uh, enjoying it with, because uh, it's it's they're they're prolonging it, and they're 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 moving it along slowly, to give us that 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 really big payoff that I think we're going to get soon. Mm-hmm.
1: And 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 he's constantly outsmarting him. It seems like he's always catching him off guard. Uh, obviously, always has is a one step ahead of him. So that's good to see. Um, obviously, Bron Breaker drives a uh, Dodge Charger. I mean, him him driving up in the muscle car. With It was like the least surprising thing in the history of things. So Uh, (laughs) um, but he had been on some like they acted like he was on some media tour uh, promoting Vengeance Day. So uh, he wasn't supposed to be there. That's kind of why Waller had been calling him out all night. So he finally shows up. And, you know, he he was prepared to whether he showed up, whether he showed up or not, he was going to he had that little uh, ace in the hole with the metal plate, the all, whole old uh, Goldberg, Bret Hart callback uh, from WCW. So good to see them pull that out. And it's good to see that Grayson Waller continues to kind of outsmart uh, the champion.
0: Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, Braun doesn't kick him in the head to end his career. <laughs> Well,
1: I'm sure he'll talk about it in books and podcasts for the rest of his life if he does so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that concludes that episode. So we move on to NXT that aired on December 27th. This is actually taped uh, so they can give everybody that you know nice holiday break for Christmas. And it opens up with J.D. Madonna versus Julius Creed. And we get J.D. I mean, sorry, excuse me, Julius winning after a hard-fought match. Could it be that... You know, J.D. is heading out of NXT uh, in this comes out and challenges them to a match at New Year's Evil, which is just the subtitle of uh, the next week's episode. Um, This was this was kind of a big win for for Julius Creed. Like we talked about how they start off the the shows with with a good match. And this one was was no different. Um, But this is all the only time I think we see J.D. in this uh, this all the episodes we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, do you agree that you think that uh, he could be uh, done in NXT?
1: Yeah, I mean, he. it seems like they might be phasing him out. I, I don't know. I, I was very surprised to see him lose this match. I figured it would be, you know, he would win by some kind of interference like he kind of did the, the previous time these two fought. Um, but it's a big win for Julius, like you said. Uh, another great match, like like I said. Like we always say, McDonough's awesome. Um, he, he, he'll, he can pretty much get a good match out of pretty, pretty much anybody. So, um, uh, but, uh, Julius is definitely the better in-ring guy of the, of the Creed so far, I would say. Uh, not, not that Brutus is all that bad, but I think Julius is definitely the alpha of the team, uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, just another great match to open this up. Very surprising result, I'd say. Um, but, uh, we'll see where JD goes from here. Uh, I don't, like you said, I don't think we see him again, but, uh, hopefully, hopefully he's not gone from this, uh, this, uh, world of NXT yet, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, maybe he could Job. It's just, there, there are guys or g- girls that you, you see and then you don't see them again for a little while. Cause there's only so much TV that mm-hmm. they have. So it is, it is, uh, within uh, the realm of possibility, but, uh, we'll talk about him maybe later on. As well. So we get a Tony D inter- interview. Uh, Stax tells him he took care of Dijak last week. Then we get a schism promo on Odyssey, Idris, and Mal- Malik. Then we get Cora Jade versus Wendy Chu. Wendy is very aggressive and extremely pissed in this match. Wendy ends up winning with a full Nelson slam. Mm-hmm. I really like the fire that Wendy shows in this. Cora, I'm, I'm, I don't know what they're doing with Cora right now uh is she maybe treading water at the moment cuz she's kind of been doing some really great character stuff but she has not been winning at all so um what do what do what do you, what do you what are your thoughts on this one mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah it's kind of confusing you would think she would be a natural first kind of uh person to face Roxanne so um kind of weird to see her lose this match i mean obviously it's good it's kind of it kind of writes itself cuz you know she Wendy's true had kind of gotten taken advantage of with her old cup water or whatever was in the cup in the face in the last match, Cora uh-huh. um, kind of took advantage with that. Um, but yeah, you would like to kind of see Cora maybe get the win here and uh, kind of propel herself forward to a title match. But uh, maybe they're going to keep this going. Maybe they'll have a more kind of hardcore kind of match uh, at a premium live event or one of these special episodes of uh, of NXT that they have every now and then. Um, but uh, yeah, you you would you would think Cora might be going for the title, but and. Honestly, after Vengeance Day, she might be the person that ends up being the number one contender. But um, definitely a weird result here. But uh, it's good to see Wendy kind of getting revenge at the same time.
0: Yeah. Cora seems like maybe she'll be lurking always mm-hmm. around around it, I guess. Um, yeah, because she's she's somebody that uh, I think, you know, she she's young. She's got plenty of time. But she's somebody I could see, you know, having a run this year. With the, with the title and maybe, you know, by this time next year she could be up on the main roster. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, for so sure. If, so we get uh, Ikeman Jiro gives a promo about his jacket and Scripps. We get Fallon Gang backstage with Briggs and Jensen. Jensen has a new fancy shirt. Then we get Jiro uh, versus Scripps. Scripps enters from behind in the in the ring. Scripps wins with a well-hit flipping uh, sit-down splash, lays the jacket on Jiro. I, I like Jiro. Don't get me wrong. I think his character is, is a bit ridiculous, um, but and then we get Scripps, who uh, you know we haven't been that all up on. So uh, what do you what do you think of this one? This was a, a decent high-flying match for what it was.
1: Yeah, it was a decent, like d- exactly what you said. It's a decent match, for what it was. Um, I you know, Jiro's obviously uh, definitely a lower card kind of guy. Uh, he's not going to get too many wins, and if he does, it'll it'll be surprising <laughs> when it does happen. He got, I think he beat uh, old Big Body Hobby a couple weeks ago, so uh, he has gotten a win in the podcast history so far. So, um, yeah. and Scripps, you know, still kind of low on him. I still think the whole outfit's stupid. The the calligraphy character is dumb, but, um, I will say he hits one hell of a, uh, Molly yeah. go Round. uh, that, that, that move is pretty sick. Uh, and he hits it pretty proficiently. So I I'll give him that at least, but I'm still just not really caring about the whole, the whole character and the whole thing. So, yeah.
0: um, his, his in-ring is good. It's, it's the outfit. It's the, you know, scripts as a character does not seem like a heel character yeah exactly you know it's, it's more of a baby face gimmick to me uh mm-hmm. do you think kushida leaving was like the biggest war of the worst things that could have happened to jiro because they were starting to build jacket time up you know i didn't love the name but i i kind of liked them as a tag team do you think that was really they're gonna have to figure out kind of similar to what happened with with um you know wesley where they had to figure out you know what his place is going to be do you, do you think uh they'll figure out what to do with this guy at some point? like I, I really don't want to see Yoshitatsu 2.0 with him. He's, <laughs> he's, he seems really good and he's, and he's got a great- per, uh you know personality. Um, but I think I think Kashida leaving, they just kind of don't know what to do with him now.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I could get that, but you know, I think Jack at Time only had a ceiling of so far at the same time, so I, I think he's kind of where he would be anyways. He's kind of a, you know, he's mostly a comedy kind of guy, so uh, he has his place and he'll always have a spot on TV. They'll always kind of use him to put over the next guy, and he's good at doing that, so yeah. um, maybe he'll catch on, maybe he'll get a character or, or he'll, you know, evolve himself to a point where maybe he'll he'll catch on a little bit more, but I think his ceiling is about where he's, he's at right now. Just the language barrier, just I I, I don't know. He's kind of, he's small, you know. I don't unless they do like a revamped cruiserweight division or something like that at some point. I don't really see him going much further.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not like I I think Jack Time would have been like a, you know a, a top tag team. It's just there all yeah. are so few like tag teams, so to speak. I guess these days in NXT that they would have been they would have been somebody like you know to that would be out there against the Gallus, against you know another yeah. team like coming in and and they would have been on TV a bit more I think and would have put yeah, on. Only...
1: They, they...
0: Mm, yeah, right. Sorry, no, no, it's okay. Uh, I was I was pretty much done. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I was just gonna say, and maybe they could get like a sneak title reign, like maybe the vaude villains did back in the day. You know, they didn't hold the belts for very long, but they kind of snuck up and won the titles from Blake and Murphy, I think. Uh, so, you know, they, they could have been, they could have played that kind of role. I, and you know, Kushida probably would have come out of that and been a heel, and probably could have gotten a little higher than Jiro could have. But I don't know. <laughs> hey, what could have been? Who knows.
0: Uh, so yeah. then we get another Oro Mensah package similar to the one we had last week. We get an Alba Fire promo and Isla Dawn after the attack from last week. Each Challengers are to an anything goes uh, uh, match Extreme Resolution, and we get Lash Legend versus Lira Valkyria. Valkyria wins with a, uh, a with basically a glorified squash after a roundhouse kick and a top rope splash. I really like Valkyria. I mean, one thing is that uh, a lot of the top uh women are on the smaller side it seems like these days in nxt i i really like her i love her kick I, I think she needs a different finisher though but that's the only real negative i could say like somebody that size with a splash for the finisher i know she's supposed to be all about flying and coming from the sky and all that stuff but i think they need uh, to figure something else out with her in terms of like what her her finisher is going to be uh what what do you think of this one
1: yeah i would just say that, that 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 was the one thing that really stuck out to me it was a solid match you know it was obviously a squash match to get her over but i got the feeling when um she she dives off the top rope. She kind of looks like a kid, like jumping into a pool, like just <laughs> kind of throwing her arm, throwing her arms out and just kind of flopping into the pool, you know. So uh, yeah, she definitely probably needs to find a new finisher. I mean, that one's easy to hit on anybody of any size, I guess. So that that's the that's a good reason to have it. But like I said, when when she I, I watched rewatched this episode today and i I, that's all i could think of when she did it was like she was a kid like jumping off the side of the pool and barely got any hang time so uh yeah definitely needs to come up with something different in that area for sure yeah
0: like a a leg drop or an elbow or 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 knee a flying knee something with a little more impact to it uh you know i don't know if i've talked about how much uh, i'm not the biggest darby island fan just saying and that's what it like reminds me of, like Darby Allen with his with his drops. It's like okay, it's like it's like a feather fell on me, <laughs> you know. Uh, I just she's 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 I I love this girl too. I I really she's she's hitting it all, out of the gate. But I just she just needs a better finisher, like something that's a little more uh, believable or or um, hard hitting, so to speak. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Then we get a toxic attraction promo package, basically addressing the Mandy situation without mentioning her. Then we get Schism versus uh, Odyssey, Malik, and Idris uh, coming up. We get a Braun interview where he wants revenge on Grayson Waller, who is actually back in Australia. And we get the six-man match where Schism wins. They kind of dominate on it. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't love these guys. Odyssey, you know, needs was out for a while, so give him the benefit of the doubt. But, but you know, Blade and and. Um, inove right uh sloppy and they're they're not connecting with me character wise but on the other hand i'm kind of digging schism the whole four four roots one tree thing it's it's really it's they're coming into their own as as a faction and i'm 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 enjoying their stuff uh you know what what do you what do you say about that
1: yeah, th- this is a tale of two different teams. Like Schism's kind of getting it all together. They're 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 getting along as a team. They're definitely uh they're they're definitely building uh, to something. Uh, that they're they're doing well in the ring. Their their segments are going really well. So, and then you have the other side where I think it just continues to kind of just be aimless and that uh, they're not really connecting with anything. Uh, Blade is. Continually sloppy and doesn't really seem very confident in the ring with himself. We kind of talked about that last episode. Um, but I, I think I think Odyssey definitely needs to break out of this because I think he has some upside. But these other two guys are probably going to be the team that gets squashed by every other team that exists in NXT. So um, and that's probably where they should be and should stay until they kind of improve a little bit. But uh, I think Schism's definitely headed in the right direction. I think most of their stuff has hit with me lately. So um, but yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah exactly. So then we get uh, Carmelo and Trick interview. They uh, cut a promo on Apollo and Axiom, basically, and we get Fallon Henley versus Kiana James in the bow for the bar. I thought both ladies wrestled a really good match. Phil- Fallon wins after Kiana hurts her, her her ankle and she gets hit with the running kick. Jensen is conflicted though about Kiana taking the loss and Fallon taking the win. I, what do you think of the result here? You think it was it was the right call, the right direction to go in? Um.
1: You know, I, it could have been stretched out a little bit further. I think, you know, Kiana could have won and maybe they had another match later down the line when, you know, Fallon saw what Kiana did with the, the bar or something like that. But, I mean, her winning the bar and getting it back in her family's uh, name and honor and all that kind of stuff was good to see. Kind of good for her to get a win finally. I feel like they faced each other about a month ago and uh, Kiana won the match. and That's kind of what propelled her into the Iron Survivor. Uh, match So it was good to good to see Fallon get a uh, win back and uh, win her family's bar. Um, but I do think this could have been extended a little bit further.
0: Yeah, yeah, there, there's definitely this is playing out into a uh, direction I think is going to go in uh, that we're going to see over the next few episodes. So uh, I'm kind of curious to see where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh so uh, we get a, a Roxanne interview, basically a baby a baby a baby face champ type type uh, thing that you'd see from somebody like her, the underdog. Then we get a La Dawn package on our Fire. Then we get the Drew Gulak Invitational, where Drew is with Hank Walker and a bunch of um, young guys that we really haven't seen on TV. Maybe we've seen one of them on level up or not. I'm not sure you watch level up more than I do. it seems. Um, <laughs> he does a demonstration of a, of a chicken wing. Then we get uh, a a, a leg lock um, almost, and then they get a guillotine body scissors. Uh, Drew gets a little more heelish as it goes. Then Charlie Dempsey comes out, challenges Drew to take on Hank next week. Um, I'm thinking Drew Gulak is the new uh, Timothy Thatcher, I guess, that they were trying to do uh, probably, what, about a year and a half ago or so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Drew Gulak. He's a guy that you know. His, his the thing that's held him back is, has been his his I guess his character work. But but here um, I'm 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 kind of liking him. And Charlie Dempsey always looks like a guy that just shot whiskey. You know, like <laughs> he's got that like you know when you take that like shot back of like whiskey or mm-hmm. bourbon and you go, you know, you got that that thing with your teeth. You know, like that that that's what Charlie Dempsey always looks like to me. Like he just shot whiskey before coming out but I, I i i like this guy he's like a throwback um mm-hmm. curious i'm curious to see where they where they go with him and what are your thoughts on 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 Drew lack being down here doing this uh this stuff
1: yeah, I mean, I think, I think Gulak has had some good character stuff in the past, back in the 205 Live days when he was like the, for his a better 205, <laughs> yeah, all his PowerPoints and his, you know, for a better 205 Live or whatever, he was like the political, or the politician kind of character, uh, mm-hmm. I always enjoyed that, so, um I think i think he can do the character stuff i just think he's kind of boring in the ring yeah. uh which you know it, he's entertaining to some people i mean if you're more into the technical like hold style it's uh that that could be somebody's thing uh like uh, leg like work just, yeah just like a lot limb of work
0: sorry limb work a lot yeah.
1: Of, yeah a lot of limb work a lot of you know just submissions and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, I mean it it can be entertaining, but he just needs to be in there with the right guys, I guess. Um, but I'm interested to see where this whole Hank Walker, Charlie Dempsey thing. I think poor old, poor Hank is gonna end up on the wrong side of this one eventually. So um, but Charlie's uh, I I've really enjoyed Charlie and all the stuff he's done in the ring so far. So um interested to see where he goes going forward. All
0: right. And then we get the main event of the night, which is North American title match, Wesley versus Tony D'Angelo. Um, solid match, in my opinion. Tony D as uh, another guy that really is starting to come into his own. Uh, the injury happened an unfortunate time, but he's definitely uh, this whole Don thing. And, and also losing uh, Dimes, right? Uh, is the other guy Two Dimes or whatever his name was? Uh, mm-hmm. I I I I kind of think they he needed another guy, but I like what they've been doing with Stacks. Um, but DiJ comes out, attacks Stacks, uh, and then distracts Tony. Wes gets the win with the black flip kick, uh, flip kick which he hit really well. Um, yeah. What did you think of the close of the show here with this main event?
1: Yeah, it was it was a good match. Good to see Wesley uh, retain here. Um, Tony D definitely looked uh, good in defeat. I feel like he dominated most of the match. He uh, kind of held his own. Uh, Lee was selling for most of the match. So that's probably the best way with these bigger guys and in a match with him is the way they th- should probably go. Um, Dijak obviously causing the distraction that kind of led to Lee beating D'Angelo obviously means that we're probably headed towards some kind of multi-man match with the three of them, uh, going forward. So, um, but yeah, it was an enjoyable match. And like you said, I think D'Angelo is trending in a good direction in the ring. Um, cause I I think he, I think that was kind of his weak point, uh, as he's been, uh, as he started out, uh, with a lot of people. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, it, when when Two started, it was like, oh, look at all these characters. And then, you know, it was kind of they kind of did like the reverse. Like we have these people with their characters. The in ring came later. Usually, it's the opposite. When it's like, oh, they have mm-hmm. the in ring. Let's just, now we got to give them a character. Like it, it's 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 interesting to see, and I'm, I'm enjoying the evolution of a lot of these a lot of these uh, you know men and women. So it's it's been fun, a, hi- a highlight for me. Is when mm-hmm. you see a guy that you or a girl that you were kind of down on a couple months ago and they starting to really mm-hmm. put it together, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it's it's nice to see. It's, it's really fun for me.
1: Yeah, but the D'Angelo family definitely needs to grow. I think they definitely need another guy. I don't know who that would be or where, where it would come from, but I definitely think they need to add to the family.
0: Yeah, they maybe need a woman in there too. Um, mm. uh, all right, so we get to the uh, next episode of NXT, which aired on January 3rd. Starts off with a 2022 highlight package with all the title changes, new arrivals, big moments, and heel turns. And our opening match is Carmella Hayes versus Apollo Cruz. This was a tremendous match. Mello gets the win after a code breaker and then his leg drop. He didn't hit the leg drop, though, as well. <laughs> though, yeah. And then we get, uh, you know, Axiom coming in and attacking Trick and Mello post-match. Then we that... Leads into Trick Williams versus Axiom. Axiom wins with the golden ratio kick. Trick does did look better though in this loss. Mellow and Trick then attack Axiom post match and Apollo makes the save. This was a really great start to the episode. Uh we had one great match, one good match, and you know Mello uh, he didn't miss, but <laughs> he he, he, he he didn't miss completely. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> you could kind of see yeah. on his face He's not used to to do that happening to him too. You could kind of see it on his face, but they they recovered well and the you know production showed the uh, the right angle. so uh you know what, what do you what are your thoughts on the start of this episode?
1: Yeah, Mel- Melo don't miss, but he did graze on this one. Yeah. He, he, barely, he barely caught uh, the Chrome Dome of Mr. Cruz. Um, but, um, yeah, another really solid match from Carmelo. Uh, Apollo, obviously, held his in as well, but Carmelo continues to stand out, have these opening match uh, bangers that kind of start these episodes out. So I uh, really enjoyed that. I, I kind of liked that it. it transitioned straight into the axiom trick williams match um they had a pretty good contest as well obviously to kind of put uh, axiom uh, over and maybe to lead to a tag match in a future week uh between these four um but yeah trick williams definitely held his own in that match but um axiom uh got the win uh, with his uh golden ratio so um yeah just another solid and awesome uh, start to another episode so for sure mm-hmm.
0: yeah then we get the New Day backstage. They're still trying to make pretty deadly get them stuff, including the big boss man's nightstick. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, and then Schism shows up. Great banter between uh, the New Day and uh, Schism here. We get Kofi challenging Joe Gacy to a match. Then we get a recap of the North American title match from last week. Stax was taken by Dijak. He gets interrogated while handcuffed, and Dijak ends up leaving him with the key. Stax does not give up the dawn and then um, we get chase U training with drew gulak andre confronts drew and shuts it down right away so some interesting uh packages backstage stuff again we talked about the new day on uh, the last episode we talked about schism this was really fun kofi has got like a breath of fresh air i guess some new life to him Mm-hmm. Uh, and Gacy hells his own, and, and Schism—they—they they look like they belong basically. Because I—I've said all uh, the the formerly grizzled young vets—they were, I think, they were ready to uh, to come up, and I think they're they're elevating Gacy, so to mm-hmm. speak, as being part of his faction. And then um, I always heard what what is uh, Rockstar's name these days?
1: Uh, Ava Rain.
0: Ava Rain. She's 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 doing okay. She's she's coming along. She's. She's not overreaching. She's staying, you know, in her, I guess, her, her, where she's supposed <laughs> to, in other words. Yeah, she's not, <laughs> you know, she's playing her part. She's, she's, she's doing okay. And then we get the, uh, you know, the, the stacks, uh, die jack stuff. Uh, you know, where, where were you thinking when you saw this stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought Schism held their own in the backstage segment. Um, New, New Day's obviously really good at these little backstage segments where they can kind of make fun of the other team, but also be serious and kind of challenge them, do a match at the same time. Uh, Kofi and G- Gacy is a match that I would be in, was definitely interested in seeing. Uh, when it was kind of made in the back backstage, right there. I think <laughs> I think New Day actually compares uh schism to like texas chainsaw massacre extras or something like that i think that's what they say at some point i thought mm-hmm. that was a pretty good one-liner um but the whole interrogation thing with uh die jack and stacks uh was obviously to set up a match and to continue the whole rivalry between die jack and d'angelo so that was good to see continue Um, and the match, you know, Dijak just kind of beats the crap out of him just a little bit more than he, he was already beat the crap out of because he come out, comes out with a black eye already. So, um, Dijak pretty much squashes him. So, um, but good to see, uh, Dijak being shown as a strong, uh, presence going forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed the, the, it was a one, yeah. One side semi squash Dijak, you know, hits the slingshot into, uh, I guess a GTS type, uh, Move, and then we get the uh, post-match challenge from uh, from Tony uh, to uh, to get that. We get a Oro Mensa interview it gets interrupted by our favorite big body Javi, who is pimping his <laughs> Christmas album Feliz Javi Dodd. Of course, it's after Christmas, and then we get a toxic attraction in-ring promo about the New Year. They blame all their problems on Indy. I mean, on Roxanne Perez, and we get Indy. Uh, interrupting, followed by Cora Jade, followed by Nikita Lyons, followed by Zoe Stark, Wendy Chu, and then Thea Hale, who says let's brawl, and the entire women's locker room empties, and that includes Alva and Isla Dolan fighting. Roxanne then comes out and announces that the number one contender by Royal for the title shot at Vengeance Day is next week. So, I forgot to say, this is also uh, was uh, under-titled under uh, New Year's Evil. So, I, you know, so I loved it. Well, okay, first of all, forget about the big body hobby stuff. I don't, the less we talk about him, the better we are. Uh, if you want to talk about him, you can. But um, I really, this is one of my probably, out of all the the segments, this is probably my favorite. It gave the, the women's division a lot of shine. Uh, it was a crazy brawl. I, I love them all coming in the crowd, kind of shit-talking each other. You know, Roxanne came off okay like you know a little you know kind of like you know kind of a goody goody little girlish a little bit but mm-hmm. i i did enjoy all of them kind of like pulling each other out and then thea just is like the nut bar that you just throw like uh, like blood in the water and, and and like you know the shark starts just swirling go into a frenzy uh yeah yeah did you did you like this uh as much as i did
1: yeah, I enjoyed uh, seeing all the different girls uh, emerge in the crowd. They kind of each, there's like, you know, stairs all around the arena. So like one popped up from one side, the other one, put you then they were constantly chirping at each other and, you know, Thea coming out and saying, girl, fight! And they all kind of go at it. Um was a good way to set up the battle battle royal that we'll have for the next week for the number one contendership. Um but yeah, I, I enjoyed the segment for sure, and the big body hobby disrespect is just appalling. I can't believe you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, <got> Jake tonight. <laughs> All
0: right. Then we uh they continue on with Alba and Isla fighting. They brawl You know, backstage, then they uh, they go outside. They go into the warehouse, and it Mm -hmm. actually starts their extreme resolution match. And it was a crazy, fun brawl. These girls beat the snot out of each other, basically. I sure did. Uh, (laughs) Alba ends up missing a swanton. I think she was supposed. I I don't know. She she misses a swanton onto the table, kind of nicks her a little bit. Uh, Similar to to Mello. Uh, not a little bit, hits it a little bit better, but then ends up pushing Isla through the table and then gets the win. Uh, this was crazy. I thought, and again, you think it's over, but this, this, I was kind of surprised Alba got the win here as well. Uh, wh- what were you thinking here?
1: yeah I was surprised Alba got the win for sure. I think I texted the like main group chat they were all in the the night that this happened the the brawl before before the match was just amazing like it just, they went everywhere they beat the crap out of each other they hit each other with all kinds of weapons, two by fours chairs they were just going wild. And then they eventually just ring the bell and start the, you know, falls kind of anywhere. Anything goes uh, extreme resolution match that they had. I thought they'd beat the crap out of each other. I really enjoyed it. Uh, like you said, she hits the swanton on the table and I guess she just didn't hit her hard enough for the table to break. Cause I think that was what was supposed to happen. Uh, but then she goes back and hits the gory bomb through the table and it actually does break that time. So, um, yeah, just an awesome brawl. Uh, these two girls beat the crap out of each other, and it was uh, really enjoyable to see. Um, I really enjoyed
0: this one. Mm-hmm. So then we get a Grayson Waller interview. He cuts a promo on Braun. We get an inside look at the Indushera Creed Brothers feud, and then we get Oro Mensah versus Javier Bernal. That was just set up a little earlier. Javi attacks uh, Oro in the aisle. Oro wins with a spinning heel kick into the corner. I mean, I think the guy is okay. I mean, mm-hmm. where we're, he's still relatively new. Javi's not bad in the ring. First of all, yeah. you know, we don't we don't hate his in ring. He's he's not bad, <laughs> but he's. I guess what are we gotta try to say he's not not a Santino Morello, but like he's a guy. I guess that that's gonna be annoying that you love to hate, and he's gonna go out there. He's gonna put on a decent match, but he's gonna lose every time, right? Is that kind of yeah. what you what you what you what you're getting with him and what what do you think of Mensah in the ring cuz we we have seen him this is not his in-ring debut but his first like I guess has a as a character now.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean I I'd be, I think heel Santino is probably a good uh comp, or good comparison for uh Big Body Javi. Um I I, th- I think he's good in the ring. I, I don't hate his backstage segments maybe as much as you do. Um but um o- Or Mensa was an NXT UK guy. He was mostly a tag guy when he was there, so uh it's He's probably just st- kind of still trying to find his footing as a singles guy. But he looks good uh, so far. I mean, he's been in a couple squashes, and then he was in that uh, North American title ladder match. But, you know, that's with five other guys. So, you know, it's hard for one to really stand out if they don't win. So, um, But I, I think he'll be all right. I, he was pretty good in that tag tag team that he was in in U.K. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how he is going forward.
0: All right. So we got Briggs. And Jensen and Fallon backstage. Kiana shows up to congratulate Fallon on her winning the match uh, last week. She flirts with uh, Brooks Jensen. Then we get NXT Anonymous showing Carter and Chance at Medical. I don't know NXT Anonymous. I, I get I get like, you know, my my skin kind of crawls when I see these things because they never do. They ever really pan out. You know, to something that we're happy with, that we're satisfied with. I mean, where do you where do you think they're gonna go with this NXT Anonymous?
1: I'm, I'm I'm assuming it's going to be a new person. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know who or what or whether it's a girl or a guy. It's kind of like the old uh, GTV thing that they did in the uh, Attitude Era that was mm-hmm. supposed to eventually, I think, be gold dust, but they never really panned it out. It just kind of disappeared and stopped happening at some point. So, like you said, it, these kind of things don't tend to really work out or be much of anything um i i kind of think this is a little similar to the whole scripts like when he was coming in before he yeah. debuted it, it was very it's very similar to that maybe he wasn't like focusing in on people like uh, in the backstage when they're not aware that they're being videoed but um it's kind of similar in the way that they talk and kind of the creepy like riddles that they speak in or whatever so
0: didn't they do something a few years ago similar to this like a uh
1: I want to say so,
0: yeah. Yeah, it was, I, I'm trying. Yeah, I can't put my finger on, but I'm I'm seeing a little imagery in my head. So we'll try to look that up for everybody and see if we can uh, find that. Uh, so Andre Chase versus Drew Gulak. Drew wins via submission. Doesn't release the hold right away. Then we get Wesley interview. Talks about DiJack and Tony G. Then we get Kofi Kingston versus Joe Gacy in a in a pretty solid match. Again, Joe Gacy is another guy like Tony D where he. Uh, his in-ring is getting better, and Schism tries to interfere, but Xavier stops him. Kofi gets the win with Trouble in Paradise, and we get Drew Gulak with Hank backstage, and Hank is uh, a little kind of like taken aback by by the way Drew has uh, been acting, and they get confronted by Charlie Dempsey. So, I don't know. I, I, on the other side, though, Andre Chase is a guy, I don't know, he's, he's starting to kind of wane on me. A little bit like his his act is is and now that I'm like watching these shows a little more intently. It's I, I'm trying to figure out where where they're going to end up with this guy, and I it's kind of like I, I kind of want the uh, the whole thing with Duke to kind of uh, play out finally. I, and I think Thea is fine in in the role here, but but Andre. He's like he just gets pissed off and swears a lot, really. It reminds me of some of my teachers from high school, I guess. But, but you know, it's just it's something that I'm. I i do not know. I'm starting to see holes in it, maybe. Uh, and then, uh, what do you think of this match? And what did you think of the uh, Kofi versus Joe Gacy match?
1: Um, I, I thought the Chase uh, Gulak match was pretty good. Uh, it wasn't anything special. Um, obviously the story was at the end of the match where, uh, Gulak kind of held in his submission a little too long after the match. Uh, obviously showing that he may go heel at some point, even though he's not really a face now. He's kind of a tweener. Uh, they're trying to. You're. We're, we as viewers are trying to kind of figure out where he's gonna go. Um, uh, go forward. But yeah, I, I get. I get your your hesitancy with uh, Mr. Chase, but um, yeah, and and I'm kind of with you. I kind of want to see this whole uh, Duke Hudson thing kind of play out uh, where, wherever it's going to go, however it's going to go. But I mean, I still enjoy it. I still enjoy the swearing, uh, random swearing on, on the, and then how they beep it out and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I I do enjoy that for the most part, but I am kind of ready to see the whole thing play out with uh, Duke um and the kofi gacy match was good like you said i think gacy kind of took a step forward uh showed that he could hang with kofi in this one um i won't say i'm i won't say i was uh uh taken aback that kofi won but i this would have been a nice spot to kind of see maybe gacy uh get get some help from schism and sneak one out so maybe they could get a title shot down the line but um Kofi winning obviously pushes that forward and kind of sets them up for uh, continuing the thing with Pretty Deadly and maybe that'll lead to another match with them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what happens on NXT with the New Day, I think, does not affect their standing or their booking uh, up up on, on the main roster, right? In yeah. my in my eyes, uh, at de- least, when, when I see not. that, because they don't when they're when they do appear on the main roster, they don't have the NXT tag titles with them, correct?
1: Uh, I think they've had him in some backstage segments for the, they? The, when they come out to the, they, when they come out to the ring, I don't think so.
0: Okay. All right. So then we get pretty deadly backstage and, um, they, uh, we get, uh, sorry. I'm trying to read my notes, uh, for, to the new day after the, they, they finally get fed up with the new day after the wild goose chase. They say they're going to uh, run the gauntlet next week by by, by beating three of the best tag teams NXT has to offer. And then we close the show with the Grayson Waller Effect talk show. Braun Breaker is the guest. It ends with Braun basically punching Grayson, power slamming him, and then a uh, top rope uh, sopecita. Uh, And basically Braun gets his his revenge for uh, the whole metal plate thing here, extending uh, this feud even further. Uh, Again, talking about Grayson Waller, he... He is so damn good on the mic and such a the guy you'd love to hate. So he's really been the, uh, the star of this feud so far. Um, what would you think of uh, the pretty deadly, you know, proclamation and finally getting fed up with the New Day and then the uh, Grayson Waller effect segment?
1: Yeah, it was good to see Pretty Daily kind of show some balls like say hey this is this is done. We're 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 going to run the Gauntlet next week and we're going to get our title shot back. So, uh it was good to kind of see that. To see them kind of step up for themselves. Um yeah, Grayson Waller continues uh he he just they're the the thing he's trying to do in this whole segment is kind of get under uh bronze skin and kind of make him snap because uh, he thinks if he can get him on that like more emotional side uh he'll 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 be a little bit more susceptible to um you know maybe a sneak roll up or a sneak something that he can pull out on him in the match so he's just constantly trying to get under his skin and breaker does a good job of trying to you know keep his keep his uh keep his emotions in check uh i think he eventually mentions his dad and that's what makes him kind of snap uh but it was good to see uh the champ finally get on top and uh Maybe I don't think he necessarily outsmarted him, but he kind of powered overpowered him in, in this segment and uh, ended up on top. So it was good to see that going into uh, New Year's Evil the next week.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, well Waller knows that he, he he'll never outpower Braun. That he's got to play the mental game and in and, and the quickness, even though Braun is really quick for a guy his size. Um, it was yeah, it was really good to see uh to have Braun get in the upper hand this time. So lots of fun way to close the show. Then we go to the, uh, the next episode, which was January 10th. This was New Year's Eve. Sorry, I misspoke earlier about the uh, previous episode. It opens with Chase U promoting the show ahead of us. and we got Tony D versus Dijak and a number one contender for the North American title. This was a really fun brawl. I, I, I'm enjoying uh, Dijak and his return to NXT. Thank God they got that Fakakta mask off him and uh, <laughs> give, gave, gave him uh, somewhat of his name back. Um, Stacks uh, ends up getting handcuffed in the corner and then he gets into the ring to uh, to step in front and protect the Don. Tony pushes him out of the way to protect him. Tells him that he's not his boss. He's family. Jack ends up winning with a big boot. I am literally digging this, uh, this Stacks uh, Tony stuff. And this was a, a nice a nice fight. And it, it's really the character stuff here with these guys has really been really great. Uh, the right guy I think does win in in this uh, situation now because you know Dijakovic never held a title during his previous run at NXT and I think he's due to uh, uh, you know have a run at some point I'm not saying it's going to be you know in the next month or so but he's definitely a guy that's going to have gold uh, before long down NXT What what do you think of the start of this episode
1: yeah I definitely think you're right, and this continues another good good opener uh for us. This is been a little bit more clunky, but it's kind of a brawl between two bigger guys, so you kind of expect that somewhat uh with, with two bigger guys going at it um but yeah, the whole evolution of d'Angelo and Stack's kind of relationship and how d'Angelo kind of sacrifices himself even though uh Stax was trying to do the same for him towards the end of the match, and that it kind of ends up what costing him. Uh, I never would have thought that maybe we would get the face turn from the uh, D'Angelo family here, but um, I, I don't even know if that's really what it is, but um, it seems that they're kind of going more towards a face uh, character for these guys going forward, uh, with Dijak obviously being like the killer heel kind of guy. So um, I'm interested to see where D'Angelo and Stacks kind of go from here, but uh, solid match. I Like you said, I think the right guy won. I, honestly, I probably think Dijak's going to take – the belt from West when they had that match. So um, but yeah, another solid up there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, then we get a toxic attraction interview. Then we follow that with the Creed Brothers versus Indeshare, but only Sanga comes out. Veer is not there. And all of a sudden, from behind, it's time to not hinder gender Gender Mahal attacks the Creed from behind. <laughs> Sanga and Ginger beat down the Creeds. Ginger mm-hmm. said Veer and Saga fight for respect, but he doesn't. I don't know. I kind of popped for gender, uh returning to <laughs> NXT. Uh, I, I, he's a guy that I think needs to be in a faction, needs to be part of a group to be a little more successful. And I, I what I, what I like about him coming down is that I, I think we're getting. Uh, we we we're gonna run the danger though of getting faction heavy because there are you know a few factions yeah. in the main rosters a few heck there's factions possibly coming back together but you know gender getting the uh you know involved with this maybe you know they get shanky some seasoning and uh get him make him a little tougher looking than looking like this giant uh you know overgrown baby face um, <laughs> i i kind of i kind of like gender being down there uh because it's a nice uh dichotomy. Where Veer and Sangha are are these tough guys and they're they're heels, but they're kind of a respectable they they they're they're gentleman heels I guess so to speak and you have Ginger's just like I'm just gonna fuck you up, you know <laughs> I don't give a shit I'm just gonna I'm just gonna beat you down. Um, well, what do what are your thoughts on Ginger returning here and and this uh, and him because uh, what something's what is all going on with Veer like is he really that hurt where he can't wrestle is this all storyline? I think it's
1: partially storyline. I do think he has some concussion issues that he's working through. or something to that effect that I've read online or something like that, but it's a good spot for Jinder for sure. I, I, you know, he's not really doing much on the main roster or next to nothing. I he's probably one of those that's on main event every week or, you know, some of those, uh, sea shows or whatever you want to call them, uh, that aren't, aren't as, you know, watched by a lot of people. Maybe, maybe the diehards like, like me, I'll, I'll check them out every now and then. But, um, you know, is a good spot for gender. He can be that experienced leader that these two guys can kind of lean on uh, for advice and stuff like that. Um, I, I I really want to finally see this tag match that they've been building towards. So I hope Beer gets healthy or whatever he has heals up fairly quickly. But um, yeah, definitely think it's, it's a good spot for gender to kind of be the leader of this new Hoss uh, Indian faction.
0: Is that now. I don't, we haven't talked about this guy at all for a, a while. What does this bring Roddy Strong back? Is he, is he hurt? Is he just sending out his contract? Is he, they just have nothing for him? Is he a guy that they're going to, you know, maybe be, you know, we'll talk about it later, a surprise entrant in the Rumble? Like, who knows? Like, but is this maybe to even the odds a little bit with Ginger uh, now being with Veer and Sanga? Uh, does that bring uh, forth the return of Roddy?
1: Yeah, this could definitely bring Roddy back. I think they could, you know, the Creed brothers could see uh we're outnumbered, so we need to get our 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 leader, our our head guy back, uh the head of Diamond Mine uh back in back in the fold and help us out with these three guys. Maybe they do eventually have the tag match and gender kind of causes the win for end this year or something, something to that effect. And that's what kind of brings Roddy back. They need that third guy to kind of even the odds. So um, I think Roddy's probably just healing up injuries that he's had throughout the years that he's just kind of ignored, you know, probably got a couple of things worked on. Uh, and he'll be back before too long. Maybe maybe he's in the PC a little bit too uh, while he's recovering, recuperating uh, through that. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that's kind of what brings him back.
0: All right, very good. So then, because there was no match, uh, the New Day come back to uh, see the Pretty Deadly and tells them that they're next. Pretty Deadly thinking they have like 15 minutes. And uh, then we get Sangha and Jinder walking backstage. Valentina Faraz confronts Sangha about his actions. Electra then tells Valentina that she's got to learn to fight for herself. Then, so so let's pause for a second. So Valentina, she loses her tag team partner. I am kind of, you know, we're gonna see a little more of this too later on. But I, I you know, I, I, again, she's she's her character still needs to get to get worked on. But I, I'm, I don't want to say that that maybe Electra is doing a, a female legato, so to speak, uh, in the works. But I kind of I kind of like that she's a she's kind of a planting seeds here for for Valentina. Uh, I'm kind of glad that get uh, them kind of away from each other, her and Sangha. I was kind of like done with Sangha being like this, uh, I don't know, the philosoph- uh, philosophizer or something, whatever you want to call him <laughs> backstage. But what, what are your thoughts on this, uh, this character stuff real quick?
1: Yeah, it's good to see maybe electric kind of creating a female legato kind of stable uh, going forward. I think that's definitely where this is headed. I think Ulyssa, uh, Leon or, are- uh, which is uh, Valentina's uh technical partner that got hurt. Uh, maybe when she comes back, they can be a uh, the new the new toxic attraction on the female side. The you know three headed three headed monster that can uh, kind of overtake the women's division and dominate. Uh, you know going forward or you know whenever uh, Ulysses is uh, able to come back. But I definitely think I definitely like seeing that the seeds are being planted for maybe a possible new lady group. Okay.
0: Yep. Uh, then we get pretty deadly running the gauntlet and the rockers music hits and two jobbers come out. <laughs> I, I, again, the rockers music is one of those songs that I will pop for every time I hear it. Cause I love the rockers back in the day, um, before, uh, you know, that the, they split up, but yeah, this was pretty fun here uh, you know, they, they, of course, pretty deadly squashes them. Then the new day comes out and they, uh, they bring out, uh, you know, Inouye and Blade to face Pretty Deadly. Again, not great stuff here from those two. Pretty Deadly wins <laughs> with a reverse small package. Then New Day brings out, tries to bring out Briggs and Jensen, but they've been laid out backstage and Gallus music hits and the place kind of pops big time for it. And it's Mark Coffey and Wolfgang come out and they they, they beat down Pretty Deadly. It's pretty one-sided. So a couple of things here. I did enjoy this this whole segment, with the exception of uh, you know uh, the uh, Blade and Inoue, and but I would have liked to have seen like one more joke team come out, maybe like Demolition's music hit or something like that, just to uh, to give that uh, thing there instead of those two. The return of Gallus. I'm guessing all the uh, the visa issues are being have been sorted out for a lot of these people, and Gallus got a pretty good uh, you know reaction here coming back so and i think they're they're the team right now i think uh we're going to talk about them when we get to the the end of the next episode but I, I i enjoyed this segment except for again the the two guys we don't like but i think pretty <laughs> I, I think pretty deadly though is also really stepped up the last uh few weeks um so where were your thoughts on this uh this uh, gauntlet segment
1: yeah, like you said, I, I kind of popped for the Rockers music uh, going off. Obviously, I knew it wasn't going to be uh, Sean and Marty or even uh, Al Snow and Marty uh, from <laughs> for the, the new Rockers fame. But um, I think they named one of the guys like Slammin' Jim and Jimmy Jackson or something like that. Yeah. I think that was one of the guys' names. Um, but yeah, that was obviously a little squash. I think I know Fan Blade looked a little better in this, but I think that was probably uh, pretty deadly bringing them up to uh, their level. Uh, obviously, but yeah, Gallus got a pretty pretty good pop. I, I was I was ex- I, I was somewhat excited to see them back. Uh, they're not my favorite. Uh, they were never really my favorite in NXT UK. Uh, they're just another one of those real technical, uh, hard-nosed kind of strike style, uh, which which could be good in some situations. I, I like the tag team of Mark and uh, Wolfgang better than I do uh, Joe as the singles because they they always kind of pushed him as like one of the top aces and he seemed to either always lose or he was just always at the top. And I, I was just never super impressed with him, but um, I think the tag team uh, has some legs and I, I'm interested to see where they uh, go going forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see them. I wish I could have seen more of them in NXT UK It was something that I always wanted to, uh, to get around to, but I never really got uh, to uh, do, watch it too much. So then we get the creeds uh, in medical. Five is, again, trying to stop Julius from challenging uh, Ginger, and then we get um, Carmelo Hayes at the diner, kind of similar to what uh, you know Apollo was doing. Trick is there with a mask on, <laughs> Then we get the countdown to New Year's, which is revealed, and it's the return of Tiffany Stratton. And I'm just going to say a couple of things look different, if you know what I mean. Uh- all right, because you know, I don't know if she was really injured, uh, but definitely looks like she's, uh, you know, had some work done, so to speak. Uh, she's the whole Ivy thing, a little more buxom, uh, yeah, she's a, a bit more buxom. Uh, she's somebody I was high on anyway, though, to 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 uh, yeah, sure. before she went out, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see her back because there is going to be, I think, turnover uh, soon, especially with Mandy being gone now. There, there is a need for for somebody else to step up and be that glamour, that 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 kind of that role, the the, the mean girl, I guess, the pretty mean girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the Carmella stuff was fine, you know. Uh, I mean, as long as he doesn't go the, fishing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just don't go fishing. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the the return of uh, of Tiffany? Uh, I- I was really
1: excited to see her come back. Uh, I think she was kind of really catching some fire uh, when she, when she got hurt or went out and, or, you know, whatever she was doing, getting her, uh, her assets uh, improved or something, whatever you want to say. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, uh, Carmelo in the diner kind of talking a trick, uh, you know, kind of writing down what he wants to accomplish, I guess. Um, and he wants to be the NXT champion, obviously. Um but, uh, like I said, as long as they don't go fishing and be passive-aggressive towards each other the whole time, I think I'll be all right with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very, very excited to see Tiffany back. Um, I I think she's going to play a big part in NXT for uh, the next year or so. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm really excited to see her back.
0: Yeah, I think she'll be in the – by the summer, I think she'll be in the title picture, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, unless they introduce a secondary title for the women, which you never know could happen because, mm-hmm. you know could be something uh, for them. I mean, I know some people are like, oh, too many titles, too many titles. But I think here you can't have there, – there are so many women, you know, it's, it's like a secondary title I think would be something to give somebody a chance to run with a title and defending them. Uh, somebody like a Kiana or a Fallon who I don't think will ever win the NXT women's title, but you give them a secondary title, it gives them something a little more to fight for, a little more uh, – gravita a little more bravada i guess for heels and things like that so that's, that's yeah, something that's always think...
1: make things better so you know. yes
0: yeah mm-hmm. all right so then we got uh carter and chance outside walking there they now are the longest reigning women's tag team champions in nxt ever and then tiffany passes refuses to talk then we get the nxt uh title match here with grayson waller versus braun breaker it is a solid match good back and forth uh, until the, uh, the second rope breaks with, uh, causes Waller to fall to the floor and he gets counted out. Uh, I didn't think we were going to get a definitive finish here anyway, after we had a definitive finish for the women's title, not that long ago, I thought this was going to be something was going to happen. It was going to be a schmazz and this was a creative, uh, thing here with, uh, grayson with the rope breaking grayson like not making it back in and just i love the way he like grabs onto the ropes and falls backwards thinking uh you know thought the ropes were going to help propel him into the ring uh what were your thoughts on this match
1: yeah once it was in the middle of the show because i don't think i watched this episode live uh because i i think i had something going on that night obviously i think i think i, I was busy or something to that effect. But I, I kind of was following on Twitter to kinda see when when how the show was going, what was going on. Um and then when I saw the show this match was in the middle the middle of the episode, I was like, uh well something's probably something Schmazy's probably gonna happen and hmm. I ended up being correct. Um I, I do think it's creative how they did it. Use the uh you know, Braun hits the spear into the turnbuckle at one point it breaks and they while they're kind of still fighting, they fix it. Uh, or seem to fix it at some point. Um, but obviously, it breaks again. And so they didn't fix it well enough. Um, but it, it's a way to get to another match. But, you know, for this being like a special episode that has a name, uh, it's kind of disappointing to see the title match end in a, a count out or DQ. Uh, but, or in this case, a count out. But uh, it's kind of disappointing to see when that kind of stuff happens. But um, I'm sure the next match will be a banger and it will be okay.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that next match. All right. So then we get a Roxanne Perez talks about the Battle Royal coming up. We get a package about Drew Gulak's training with Hank. Then we get Apollo and Axiom backstage talking about Melo and Trick. We get Hank Walker versus Charlie Dempsey. And I'm watching this match and I'm like, is 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 Hank Walker really this sloppy or is this like on purpose? Um, Dempsey is pretty rough on Hank. works the knee and then he ends up winning by submission. Uh I I mean I is 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 he a level up guy, Hank Walker before this, or is this legit like he's just starting out on TV here?
1: Um, yeah, he he's a level up guy, but you know, he he I think I, I don't really know if he was just a security guy that they thought had some size and maybe were like, hey, you want to try this thing out? Um but yeah, I think he's just I think he's kind of clunky on purpose. I think they're going to try and, you know, show his evolution as they go through this whole Gulak thing. Maybe Gulak will help him improve in the ring uh, as part of the character. So maybe he came off as a little clunky and sloppy in this match. Um, but Dempsey, obviously, like you said, kind of beats his ass for most of the match and ends up with the uh, submission. So um, good win for Dempsey. But I, I think I think the clunkiness is somewhat purposeful, but I think he's also very new to it as well.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. So we get um, Saul Ruka and Alba Fire backstage. They set the match for next week. Alba kind of like snaps at one point. Um, I think I think they're leading to something here with Alba, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll I'll talk about it uh, once we uh, get through the, uh, the the last episode. We get a Tyler Bay package. He's returning next week. The what do they call him? The Strong Boy. Mm-hmm right is that what big, is? big big strong the big boy. the big strong boy which i really love. I, I pop for that i didn't know that that was what they called him so then we get nxt anonymous catching scripts leaving a note in oro mensa's uh bag and we get Ginger mahal versus julius creed where Ginger basically just kind of beats the crap out of him for the most part i mean it's it's a, it's no okay k-mash Ginger ends up winning with the colossus so what 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 do what do you what were you making of this uh saw ruka alba fire backstage 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 uh this backstage uh
1: this, what backstage. a little australian there <laughs> saw, i'm sorry a
0: lot, there's a lot of Aussies on these shows so it just kind of like, <laughs> to me anyway sorry
1: <laughs> no you're good um yeah it showed some kind of something snapped in alba um, you know, I think so he, she asked Soul if she wants to have the match that they never had because Isla kind of messed it up the last time, and she kind of is like, oh, I, I don't, I kind of want to focus on the Battle Royal right now. I'm not really worried about what happens or what's what's next week. I'll focus on winning that. So, I think that kind of makes Alba mad because she wants to have the match with her because they never had it and wants to prove that she's obviously better than her. Uh, maybe it is a another direction, maybe to go back a little more heelish with her. Um, but I'm not real sure. I kind of don't think her NXT life is too much longer. I think she's going to be on the main roster before too long. Um, And then the gender Julius match was fine, like you said. Uh, just a way to kind of establish gender on this NXT brand, give him a good win against somebody that obviously had a big win against JD uh, in one of the previous weeks. So, um, just a way to kind of establish him or reestablish him back in this NXT brand as kind of maybe the leader of this uh, new indie faction that they're building.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Then we get Briggs and, and Jensen at Medical with Fallon and Kiana kind of split off into like almost couples, so to speak. Then we get a Stevie Tana promo. She's coming in from NXT UK. Uh, UK uh, is now. I, I'm not really familiar with her. I think she's got a good look, and is she like her character? I'm guessing is like a YouTuber, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like this girl. Um, I think she's got a good. She's already got like looks like her character is pretty down. We'll have to see what she how she translates it to to live. But in the packages, I think she's been good so far.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's come off so so far in these little packages that they've had. I don't think she was in NXT UK for very long. I think she kind of came in towards the the end, kind of when they were, you know, uh, they didn't know that they were shutting down. But obviously, uh, as as it was kind of getting in its waning days and starting to, you know, kind of merge with this version of NXT. uh, So I don't really know a ton about her. I don't really remember much about her when she was there. I don't think she had this gimmick here. Or when she was there um. But um, I'm, I'm interested in it She's obviously come Like a, like you said like Kind of a YouTuber She studies videos of uh, other people wrestling And kind of comments on how, how their style is Or what they're bad at or good at Or w- whatever it may have Um. But I'm enjoying the little segment so far Yeah,
0: yeah Alright, so then we get the 20 women battle royal For the number one contendership Of the NXT Women's Championship Alright, let's go through some highlights We got Cora is the first one eliminated by uh, Lyra. Then we get Kiana saving Fallon. Sol does a coffee like co- sorry, Kofi like handstand walk to avoid elimination. Then we get Cora running in later on to attack Lyra, and she gets thrown out again. We get some eliminations a little bit on the sloppy side at times, like Electra and um, uh, you know, and a few uh, eliminations we don't see uh, happen during the commercial break, which I don't like. That When they when they do that, obviously, it's it's mm. a live show. Maybe this would have been good for a picture-in-picture picture moment if they had uh, you know, maybe produced it a little bit differently. Wendy Chu gets uh, thrown out but lands on her pillow. Then Elektra uh, knocks her off of it. Zoe eliminates Nikita and then gets eliminated by Sol, where Nikita, again, looks a bit sloppy. But Sol gets a uh, good elimination here. Then we get Al- Alba Fire eliminating Sol Ruka. The final four is Toxic Attraction, JC and Gigi, Alba Fire, and Lyra. Then we got Lyra Valkyria eliminating Alva with a head scissors over the ropes. Then we get Cora going in after Lyra and causing her to get eliminated. Toxic Attraction are the final two, and they have to fight each other. JC ends up uh, throwing the first uh, punch or kick. They end up eliminating each other, uh, hitting the floor at the same time. The refs are there arguing. The refs check the replay, and they are both declared the winner. Shawn Michaels declares. Uh, that we get uh, something that we're going to have an NXT title cage match at vengeance to close the show. So I really, I did enjoy this battle Royal and, but we did get, um, like I said, there was some sloppy work in there. Obviously, uh, yeah. the entire, uh, roster, had, most of the women's roster was in there. Saul Ruka got a lot of shine. I think she seems to be like one of the new favorite toys at the moment. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make sense of Cora's character work. I did like the uh, the pillow spot with with Wendy. Uh, (laughs) You know, Lyra gets some good shine. I was not expecting the toxic attraction thing, though. I did not see that coming, although they foreshadowed it earlier in the show. Uh, Give your thoughts on this battle royal.
1: Yeah, they definitely in an interview earlier had said that the, the you were gonna hear and and the winners are Toxic Attraction because they weren't gonna turn on each other, um, and they they do a little bit, but uh, obviously I I don't know how unstaged that f- finish was. I think they were, you know, they obviously tried to make it seem like they were fighting each other, but I think it it kind of worked out so perfectly that they uh, kind of ended ended up like that. Um, yeah, soul was somebody that stood out in this for sure. Uh, Lyra making it to the end obviously proves that they that that she's somebody that they're going to continue to push forward. Um, Lions doesn't get her revenge on Stark here. Stark also throws her out. Um, so it, it, Lions just contem- continues to kind of be a disappointment. Uh, I, I I did like the pillow spot as well. I, I also liked how brutally. Uh, Electra kind of ripped the pillow out from under her feet, so she had to. So <laughs> yeah. she eventually fell onto the ground. I thought that was pretty brutal. Um, I, I, you know, going with the double winner thing uh, was interesting. Um, but yeah, maybe not the maybe not the most technically technically good battle royal, but uh, I enjoyed it for the most part. It had enough stuff to keep you uh, interested and in, uh, enough to make it exciting. Um, yeah. but like you said, it was it was sloppy in spots for sure.
0: Mm-hmm, but yeah, was it, and you're I think a
1: cage, I think <laughs> what? and I think a cage match is a great way to go for the vengeance they've made. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm very excited for that because that that is a it's going to be a a, a a banger. I think. Um, all right, so we get to our final episode that we're recapping tonight. Yeah, we're we're doing a, one more episode than we normally do just to uh, to get kind of uh, back on. Uh, a, rec- a solid record to drop schedule, so we're not talking about stuff like, you know, <laughs> the two in the past at times going forward. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is the NXT episode from January 17th. We get a recap of New Year's Evil. Then we get Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams versus Apollo Crews and the Axiom to start the show. Trick comes out wearing a mask to kind of parody Axiom. It is a really fun, fast-paced match. Apollo ends up winning, pinning Melo for the win, which is not something you see very often. Um, I, I kind of, I dug this and, and again, was not that I expect Melo to win every time, uh, Apollo Cruz is in that, uh, veteran going down there to, you know, he's somebody that was brought up, you know, way too quickly. I think we talked about that earlier. Uh, but, mm-hmm. um, I thought this was a, a fun way to open the show. What what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Is he, does is he keeping up? The uh, streak we're kind of on here.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely think it keeps the streak going. Um another solid opener. This this might have been one of the weaker of the of the good openers that we've had, but it definitely still held up and was really good. Uh, obviously with Carmelo uh, and Axiom and Apollo involved. Uh you kind of expect that from them. Um I'm not ex- I'm not surprised Axiom and Apollo won. Uh, I damn surprised that they got the pin on Melo. Uh I would have probably had, you know, Cruz pin trick. But I think it's kind of also Cruz getting revenge for losing the previous week due to kind of chicanery and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, like a, another fast paced, quick, uh, opener, uh, it gives it, gives it plenty of time. Um, and it, it kind of continues this thing going forward. Cause you know, it seems like Cruz kind of has a win over Carmelo, but Carmelo also has a win over him. So, uh, maybe they'll have another, another, uh, match kind of a rubber match to, uh, finish this thing out. And maybe from there, Carmelo can kind of go towards the uh, title picture a little bit hard, more
0: hardcore. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's that's probably what I was surprised at was that Melo took the pin and not Trick in this match. But like you mm-hmm. said, you make a good point where they can, you know, Paolo can kind of say I pinned you, but Melo can go back saying it was a tag match, man, it wasn't a singles match. So there's definitely uh, it 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 adds to the story, which is a uh, which is a uh, really great. So we get Tony D and Stacks are walking on the bridge. They're leading you to believe that he's going to basically throw stacks off the bridge, so to speak, like that that stacks messed up. But then he he makes ends up making Stacks the underboss, which is, I guess, a promotion for him, uh, which goes to what we were saying earlier uh, to, in this episode where um, that they need to uh, kind of add to this faction a little bit, I think, which uh, which you agree? Then we get a Tiffany uh, Stratton interview where where she uh She couldn't get into the the women's uh, Battle Royal. But, uh, you know, she's she's back and she's uh, going to uh, make some waves. And actually just saw a promo. It's going to be her and Indy Hartwell next week. So, and then we get Toxic Attraction for an in-ring promo. They talk about the Battle Royal and their title match. We get Lyra Valkyria interrupting them. And then Toxic Attacks Lyra. Roxanne ends up making the save. So... Uh, what are your thoughts on the D'Angelo family thing with, with uh, Stax uh, getting, I guess, made the underboss, which is kind of being, I guess, made, so to speak, and then Tiffany Stratton uh, kind of uh, set, talking about uh, where she was and what she's going to do.
1: Yeah, it was good to see Stax get uh, elevated in, in the family. as maybe definitely definitely now the permanent second-in-command for Tony. Uh, it may be... Implies that maybe he he trusts Stacks to maybe recruit some m- more more family members uh, going forward. He gets his uh, special new jacket uh, that Tony got for him, so um, that was a that was a special little present he gave him. Uh, Tiffany obviously shows that she wasn't super happy uh, being out, but um, and she's also felt disrespected that she wasn't able to have her own locker room because she feels like she's a bigger star and deserves to have her own place and. <laughs> Doesn't deserve to have to have to uh, dress with all the other girls. And uh, Andy kind of takes that to heart and kind of tells her to go dress on her own in a broom closet somewhere. Um, but, yeah, solid solid couple of promos here.
0: And we get uh, Toxic Attraction as well with uh, setting up uh, what's going to the main event for the night, basically, which will be Toxic Attraction against Lyra Valkyra and Roxanne Perez.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it obviously shows that tox, toxic attractions um, together, and uh, they're gonna go after Roxanne together, and they're they're gonna be co champions, or you know that the, they're gonna be the the new champions together. They're not gonna turn on each other. They're gonna go in as a duo, and they're, they're gonna take out uh, Roxanne. But uh, obviously, it was just to set up the tag match uh, between Lyra, Roxanne, and and them. <laughs>
0: And we get the creeds training backstage. Ivy goes off on, on their lack of focus, which has kind of been the the um, the theme with her lately. And we get another Stevie Turner package. She recaps recaps it, talks about the highlights of the women's battle royal, and then uh, Alba Fire versus uh, Soul Ruka, which is a decent match. Ilana Dawn shows up and distracts Alba, who walks into Soul hitting the Soul Sucker for the win, which is the uh, Soul Seeker. Sorry. Is it the sucker or soul seeker or soul sucker? I can't remember it's a soul snatcher actually soul snatcher, oh God, these friggin names uh <laughs> it's it's like let's throw let's throw it into the wheel here and see what comes out uh and she hits it in for the first time on the n x t show uh she's only hit yeah. on level up up till now uh it was hit it was okay it wasn't as as crisp as the other two, and I think Alba kinda. Had to walk a bit into it to to, to take the move, um, mm-hmm. but I, I was okay with it. I just I worry about Saul, though because uh, I think she's got this good finisher and, and she's athletic and, and all that. But I, I just worry mm-hmm. that they're gonna they're gonna push her too fast, too soon. No, I mean, too too mm-hmm. too. Uh, uh, what what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I, I do. I do think that they're buying into the finisher a little har- more, or harder than maybe they should. Um, it, it's a cool finisher. It's awesome. It's awesome to see her hit it. Um, th- this was, like you said, out of the three that I've seen, this is definitely the uh, wonkiest of the of the three for sure. Uh, I do think they're buying in a little too much to it, maybe pushing her a little harder than uh, maybe her talent level is up to at this point. And you know, maybe maybe she'll just continue to. Uh, Improve and uh, proved me wrong in that situation. I, I thought it was a solid match. Um, I didn't think she looked out of place uh, by any means. Um, obviously this is a way to continue the Alba Isla uh, situation. Uh, maybe the next match will be the fi- final one. We keep saying that. Um, but we'll see where that goes. Um, but it's a big win for Seoul, Um, getting a win on a established veteran that has uh, been a champion in uh, NXT UK. So. Um interested to see where both of these Obviously Alba's headed towards another Match with Isla, but hopefully They kind of, you know Don't rush Soul just because she's a cool Finisher and kind of is uh, Maybe a little more athletic than some of these other girls
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah You know, don't I, She needs to be more than her finisher And maybe somebody that can You know Here's the thing, it was kind of like where they were Not not the finisher part, but the athletic Part with uh, Casey Catanzaro before she became a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Katana Chance, where she was, she was in there to do like her, uh, what what the hell is that uh, that competition show she was on? Not, um,
1: oh, uh, yeah, I, freaking Ninja Warrior. Yeah,
0: yeah, Ninja, she's doing her Ninja Warrior stuff. All, They'll have Saul in there just to do this other stuff, and you know, ends up. Kind of impeding her progress, uh, or her overall mm-hmm. progress. It's good in the mo like like in other words, uh, they need to think a little more long term with this girl than than mm-hmm. than uh, w- what the uh, what the payoff is right now for her. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's there's more in in in, that, in there. They just need to uh, give it time, and I hope they do. All right, so then we get a diject package talks about Wesley and their match at Vengeance. Grayson we get a Grayson mm-hmm. Waller interview. We get Gallus uh, and brings Indention. Both teams walking to the ring for their match. We get Alva has a has a ref uh, hit by the bat and Carter and Chance come and they try to talk her out of it. She then challenges them to an NXT tag team title match. She doesn't have a partner uh, for next week. Um, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, if you if do you have anything on the DiJack package or the Grayson Waller interview at all before we talk about this, uh, would I, I have a point on the uh, Alba thing here?
1: Um, no, I mean, not much. Just DiJack obviously showing what he's uh, headed towards. He he wants to be the North American champion. He's gonna do whatever it takes to take out Wesley. And then you know Grayson uh, is always a good interview. So uh, interested to always hear him talk about uh, where he's. Headed next, uh, obviously it's the cage match for the NXT title, so um, looking forward to that one when we get to it. But not, that's pretty much all I have thoughts on it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so here, here's what I'm thinking with Alba. Now, this is uh, we're recording this on, uh, on Monday night. The show's on Tuesday night, so we don't know what's going to happen yet. And we're and by the time we we record next, this will have been you know obviously like four weeks ago. Um, but what I think happened is happening here is that she's going to be in this match without a partner and Ela Dawn's going to show up to be her partner because I think the red dust that was blown in her face changed her, you know, starts springing <laughs> like her kind of her, 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 her bad side out, her evil side out. And I think, uh, they become, I don't know if it'll be like the reluctant tag partner champion things, or, you know, it'll just be maybe Alva's kind of like under her spell, Because'm I'm, I'm starting to to a little bit retract on Alba going uh, to the main roster now because I think if they're gonna do something with Hila kind of being this, I don't know this this witch, I guess with powers over people, Alba could be mm-hmm. the first one that she that she that she puts a spell on, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I don't know it, it, it's, is, is that is that crazy uh, for me to think here nope. this uh, could happen?
1: no I, I definitely could see it happening i mean obviously with her not having a partner it's obviously going to either be you know it's going to be something like you said or maybe maybe she picks soul because they had a good match together and she beat her um but i definitely think you have a good idea uh with going forward with her and isla being a team maybe you know she can have alba in a trance for the most part um with the whole witchcraft and stuff that she has going uh so I could definitely see your scenario playing out, and that's probably probably the most likely way to go, and a good way to go for sure.
0: Yeah, I could see something like Soul comes up to her like early in the show and says, "Hey, you need a tag partner. You can't do it alone." And at, you know, at first Alba could be okay, and then all of a sudden maybe she'll snap and like mm-hmm. you know, and hit her or something like that, and then Soul yeah. won't be able won't be cleared to compete or something. Maybe I don't know. That's good. That mm-hmm. could add another layer to it. Uh, then we get Briggs and Jensen versus Gallus. We get, this was a good physical match. Uh, we get Jensen taking a backdrop on the explosive four. uh, Callen, Fallon calls for the medical and then Kiana comes out to, uh, to help out with, uh, Jensen. Uh, Briggs has to go it alone, which has not been the first time whenever they've had something like this happen. It's usually is Jensen the one that gets taken out and Briggs does the, mm-hmm. uh, the lion's share of the work for the team. And, uh, he goes for it, but he ends up uh, losing to uh, Gallus. Yeah, I I thought this was a nice hard hitting match. I mean, these guys, you know, put it on, uh, you know, a decent show. They're they're all of have good size to them, uh, and and uh, the right team went over for now. Like I, I don't know what the ceiling for Briggs and Jensen is here. Uh, they're they're definitely I don't think ready for prime time so to speak yet. But I, I do I do like them as a team, and I, I hope they keep them together for for a bit. But but Gallus going over was the right choice here. What what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, De- Gallus is definitely the t- team to go over at this point. Um, yeah, the, they're obviously building towards a uh, title match with the New Day after winning the Gauntlet the previous week or two weeks ago, whenever whenever that happened. Um, but yeah, another good showing by Briggs and Jensen. Obviously, it's pushing the whole tension uh, with Fallon and Kiana and uh, Briggs and Brooks. Um, but yeah, just a solid match. Um, Briggs and Jensen are two big guys. Gallus are two big guys. So good Hoss fest is always fun to see on on mm-hmm. a show like this. So uh, definitely good stuff.
0: Yeah. So, Then we get um, uh, we get Chase you backstage. Andre has uh, Duke on tape on tape telling talking shit about him basically. We get uh, Brooks Jensen in medical with Briggs. Fallon shows up and gives Jensen crap about Kiana. And we get Valentina Faraz versus uh, Thea Hale. With a fun, it's a, this was a fun little matchup. Uh, Electric comes out and tries to get uh, gets in Valentina's corner. Tries to give her the brass knuckles, but she refuses to use them. Thea then gets the uh, the win here, and it's her first actually on TV. So I like that they're continuing this story forward. We get the the chase you stuff earlier on, which was, which was fine. You know, we, it's one of those, like we talked about already. It's like, let's just, okay, let's, 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 where are we going here, guys? Let's, 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 let's land this plane soon. You know, a little more in the whole uh, Briggs and Jensen and Fallon and Kiana thing. Uh, you know, this for us, the match was fine. It was you know a couple of girls who are, who are a little green on on the side, but it was nice to see Thea get her first win because uh, Valentina obviously they're 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 building to something with her and Electra, so I'm curious to see the direction that that's gonna go and uh, any thoughts there.
1: Yeah, this was all to push the Electra-Valentina possible relationship. Uh, You know, Valentina obviously being hesitant in this situation, uh, and that kind of allowed uh, the opportunity for Thea to get her first win, which was a a good way to go as well, kind of get her some momentum going. Um, But uh, obviously I think this is going to be an ongoing thing where Valentina continues to not really want or. I uh, want to cheat or want uh, Electra's help, but uh, maybe eventually she'll give in to it, because she's uh, obviously constantly losing uh, these matches that maybe she shouldn't. Um, but definitely diff- interesting for both girls going forward.
0: Yeah. Alright, so then we get Carmelo and Trick, who are leaving the building. Apollo basically comes out and talks shit to them. Uh, then we get a, a little uh, moment where the room kind of comes down for a second, which was I wouldn't say surprising, but uh, maybe a little unexpected where they announced the passing of Jay Briscoe, who unfortunately passed away in a car accident uh, that he had with his family. I, I am not all that familiar with uh, with Jay Briscoe. I've only seen maybe a couple of uh, his matches in Ring of Honor. Uh, it is a sad moment. Uh, you know, the guy had, you know, three three children Two of the his two daughters are both in the hospital uh, recovering from some some pretty bad injuries. Uh, our con, you know condolences go out to them and the family. I know this hit a lot sure. of our our um the place Me nation uh, people hard because uh, they 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 know of of Jay and his work and, and again, thirty eight years old, way too young, very mm-hmm. tragic. He was you know, from what everybody says, a, a good guy backstage, uh, well, well, like well respected. Uh, do you have anything you want to add, real quick, about about Jay Briscoe? Or are you know how familiar you are with him and, and his work?
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super uh, familiar with a lot of Ring of Honor stuff. There was a good portion of time where I was watching it pretty consistently. Um, they're a great tag team. He was a great uh, world champion at points too. He kind of broke out on his own. I think Mark got hurt at one point, and they kind of started pushing him as a singles, and he got over. Um, but, yeah, all, all you hear is he's a great guy, um, great father, great family man, always cared about his kids and made sure he was uh, there for anything big that they had going on, uh, always helped them out and uh, with, with life and all that good stuff. Uh, sad to see him uh, pass in such a tragic way. Um, I, I think uh, from all things I've heard, the girls are doing better. They're obviously recuperating from their injuries. But I thought this was a good classy move for WWE because – you know, th- he's not somebody that's ever worked there, uh, I think maybe only once they really considered going to WWE, because they, they kind of were uh, grassroots in uh, ROH, they were there at the beginning, so th- that was always home to them, and they didn't run, they they'd never really wanted to turn their back on ROH, so um, they always kind of stuck with that, but. I thought it was a classic move by WWE to even mention it because it's not somebody that's ever really worked for them, but he was obviously important to the wrestling community as a whole.
0: Yeah, that that's uh, why I brought it up. It's just because it was, you know, a really – it was a nice moment, and it actually led to some booking changes in, uh, on the fly, too. They were actually going to do a segment that had to do with a funeral, so they kind of mm-hmm. – they scrapped that. So that was um, really uh, good thinking on them, really, uh, you know – sensitive and and really you know didn't want to come off as um you know it was quick thinking by them mm. so so sure. so obviously you know they've had bad experiences with with not reacting or reacting too fast to things and and this was this was a good job by them so so uh hats off to uh to sean hunter and everybody else all right so so then we get um find my little my notes here where was i um okay so electra you know then talks to valentina backstage and then we get the new day coming out they announced that uh they're done with pretty deadly announced that they will be facing um gallus at uh at vengeance day and pretty deadly comes out and they're fed up gallus mm-hmm. then comes out and all three teams basically uh, start fighting. It becomes a, a, a Brook. So if you notice the New Day, the way they were dressed was like in black or in white. So that was going to be it was supposed to be like the funeral of, of Pretty Deadly or something like that was the thing. So I guess they really didn't have time to change change their their clothes. But obviously yeah. they, they they did do some quick thinking and, and having guys like Xavier and Kofi going out there experience, especially Xavier, who is who is so good on the microphone to to kind of uh mm-hmm. carry that segment uh you know in terms of uh to improv it a little bit um but i'm i'm really looking forward to this uh to some this match at and i and i i think uh i think gallus might be taking it What what do you think um,
1: Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and it was good to see that they kind of changed it on the fly. I think it was, you know, like you said, uh, it was supposed to be a funeral to uh, pretty deadly's number one contendership or their rematch clause or whatever it was. Um, that they they didn't they didn't pass any of the tests that New Day presented them, so they were uh, going to say their chances of uh, getting another shot were pretty much dead. Uh, but obviously, it was a good idea to change uh, change change it on the fly. Uh, pr- pretty. Forward thinking of them, uh, another a good move uh, by the NXT crew. Um, but I thought the segment was pretty good. The whole whole brawl was pretty good. I think obviously this is going to get turned into a, a triple threat uh, tag match, so it, it'll it'll involve all three teams uh, once we get to Vengeance Day. So, um, but I could definitely see Gallus taking it. Um, I that, they definitely think that could be a different direction. Uh, maybe they let the New Day retain here, and maybe Gallus eventually gets it at the uh, next next PLE. Uh, definitely, definitely good to see, uh, it, um, uh, get set up here.
0: Yeah. All right. So then we get, uh, a Roxanne and Lyra interview with, uh, big body Javi, uh, interrupts <laughs> and he is definitely not welcome by them. And then we get a Braun breaker interview and we get Javi versus Tyler Bate with Tyler's return. He wins, uh, you know, with a, a little bit of a, a sloppy finish, but it was nice to see, uh, the 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 big strong boy right is that what you said it, yeah known. that big strong boy <laughs> yeah, yeah what what do you think of uh tyler base return here
1: yeah it, it got it got pretty slap ass at the end i won't lie um the the tyler driver uh 98 or so i think he, call, he calls it something to that effect um uh, was a little bit botched uh javi almost landed on his head and I I I'm gonna blame it mostly on Javi. I think he's pretty green, uh as as all things uh, considered. Um I, I can't believe I'm bashing uh, big body Javi, but uh <laughs> um uh, uh, Tyler's been out of the ring uh, for a little bit too, so maybe he was just feeling a little rusty. But um, that definitely uh, solid match. But uh, that end segment was uh, pretty sloppy, and uh, seemed like it could have ended uh, a little bit more badly uh, for Javier if he had landed a little differently. But um, definitely, definitely not the best return. But uh, so I'm happy to see uh, the big strong boy back for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a breath of fresh air, I think. Um, we get uh, Chase U celebrating with Thea on her first uh, ever win. We get Fallon apologizing to Brooks Jensen, says that she will, uh, you know, partner with Kiana in a tag match, and we get the uh, announced that it is a triple threat match for the men's tag tiles at Vengeance. Then we get uh, our our main event, which is Roxanne Perez and Lyra Valkyra versus Toxic Attraction. The match match was was okay. You know it, it had its moments um, Roxanne wins with pop rocks on Gigi after Jay-z hits her kicks her in the face uh, by a mistake. So of course it's gonna lead to what you think is what is there dissension in among toxic attraction kind of thing I mean the match the match was 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 okay I, I you know I didn't love it didn't hate it uh, I it did the job uh, that I was supposed to do I, I do love uh, pop rocks as a finisher. I think it fits her so well and she and she does hit it really good so uh i do i do like that and what what do you think of the uh the the main event here
1: yeah definitely not our strongest main event but i, I think at the same time it was a solid a solid contest in the show uh and our little stretch of episodes here um Roxanne gets to win and and the story was really really JC and Gigi possibly having some dissension heading into the triple threat where they're supposedly going to work together uh, to make sure one of them walks out the champion or maybe even champion together. Um, but it's obviously just to push that little story and dissension forward um, w- with, the, with how the finish happened. But a uh, solid match. Nothing nothing too crazy special. But uh, Pop Rocks is always good to see. So it's a pretty cool move. So mm-hmm. um, solid, solid, solid last match.
0: All right. Cool. All right. So, so at the end of these, uh, these five episodes, let's, let's do a little before I I have a few questions. Uh, some of them we've touched on already, but, um, uh, stock up who, who do we offer stock up Logan this, this month here?
1: I mean, Grayson Waller is the obvious, uh, layup answer. He had a great month. Like you said, he was kind of the MVP of the episodes. Uh, he had a continue, he continuously tried to outsmart and did outsmart Braun for the most part. Uh, except maybe that last week where they uh, had the Grayson Waller effect where Ron ended up kind of overpowering him. Um, but he's obviously one of the top choices.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say uh, Schism is definitely on, on the uh, the way up, even though Joe Gacy did lose to Kofi. I, I think their stock is up. I think they're really uh, coming into their own. Um, mm-hmm, for sure. I'll throw uh, Axiom up there, actually, as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he had a couple of good more showings. um like, like we said, when they may be pushing her a little too fast, but Sol Ruka uh, mm-hmm. definitely uh, got that big win over Alba, so I, I would put her up there for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, Lyra Valkyra as well, i mm-hmm. put, it, put uh, it up there out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, Gallus. And, Gallus. Gallus, yes, right. got, that was my other mm-hmm. one. All right, so uh, stock down. Who, who who we have the stock down on? I mean, obviously, I think we both could say Nikita. Mm-hmm. Lyons is up there in, in, in that. Uh, anybody else we got?
1: Yeah, and Nikita for sure, uh, Nofe Blade and uh, Odyssey uh, for sure. I hate to pick on them, but they're definitely uh, trending downwards. Uh, Andy Hartwell is another one. Uh, she lost a, hate she lost that uh, match to Electra pretty convincingly. So um, I would put her in there for sure. Uh,
0: maybe the Creeds. Out. I mean, I know Julius did get the big win over JD McDonough, but in this in this year uh thing they're they're really not uh coming up uh on the uh the positive side here and uh i don't know it i don't know what to do with cora that's the other thing too where i would kind of put her here um all right uh so what do we know about vengeance so far we know we got braun and grayson waller i think we're getting a tile change what do you what do you think
1: yeah i i think braun or um Grayson definitely takes it. I think I think it's set up uh, that way. Um, but the cage match because obviously Waller can kind of escape and win the title without actually even pinning uh, Braun. Maybe Braun like does a spear into the side of the cage and yeah. Waller just happens to fall out or something like that. I uh, definitely see it kind of being not obviously not Shmazi because it's a steel cage match and it doesn't have DQs or uh, uh, count outs. But he's gonna win in a not like convincing fashion, you know, like Braun's going to, Brian's going to pretty much dominate him, but it's going to, he's going to sneak one out somehow, uh, with the, with the cage match, uh, stipulation. I, yeah, I think he doesn't,
0: I Grayson doesn't have to win clean. That's, that's, that's the thing about the cage match. It doesn't have to be like a clean pin in, in the middle of the ring. it, it it's something, uh, could aid him, whether it's the cage, whether it's some kind of interference, whether it's, it's a weapon who knows, but yeah, he doesn't mm-hmm. need to, to win a clean, which I think is what leads to that. Um, so the women's title, I don't think there's going to be a title change there, but I do think this is where, uh, if, if it, if not on this show on the next show, we we maybe get a new addition to toxic attraction mm-hmm. to kind of pick them up, uh, off the ground. Cause after, you know, they lose, I don't know who's taking the, the pin in it. my guess is going to be JC since Gigi just took a pin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we get Chelsea Green showing up to uh, to take over the lead of Toxic Attraction. I, I there's also rumors we'll talk about the Rumble in a minute, but that she could also be a surprise entrant in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. So I think I think they can do both, and it still works uh, if she appears in the Rumble and then we see her again showing up at, at, at you know at Vengeance or the or the, or the NXT show after. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think on the uh, women's title?
1: Yeah, I think that Roxanne obviously retains. She's pretty pretty fresh champ, so I don't think she's going to lose it to either of these girls uh, this quickly. I think it's obviously she's going to outsmart them somehow. Um, you know, I, I I kind of agree. I think JC probably takes the pin just because Gigi did the honors in the tag match. But I, I do think you're right. I do think somebody emerges as the new leader or at least the new part of Toxic Attraction. Uh, kind of to take Mandy's spot. Chelsea is probably a good option, Um, But we'll we'll see who it ends up being. But I definitely think that's what you get there for sure.
0: Um, They haven't announced a women's uh, tag match. But I think if if Alba and her whatever partner does win the titles uh, next week, that we get a rematch on that Mm -hmm. card. And I think there won't won't be a title change there if if that does come to fruition. Um, What else do we have? Uh, The tag titles, um, I think Gallus is going to take it. Uh, I mean, Pretty Deadly's had their run with the belts. I I think Pretty Deadly is is, is a team that is going to show up uh, by the raw after Nitro. I mean, Nitro, the raw after Mania. (laughs) I don't know why I had Nitro on the brain. But I think (sighs) think by then, I think they're going to be on the main roster. What do you think is going to happen in this tag match?
1: Uh, Yeah, Um, I I I think New Day will retain here. I I think they'll uh, keep it going with Gallus. I think they'll pin Pretty Deadly here. Uh, kind of finish that whole thing with them. I think I think they'll eventually face uh, Gallus at maybe uh, Stand and Deliver, Mania, like around Mania, and then that's where Gallus wins the belts from them. I uh, definitely think Gallus is where they're gonna go with these uh, going forward. But uh, I think it may be uh, maybe not in this setting. It, uh, just just to get them kind of one on one, I think that that'll be when it eventually happens.
0: Okay. Yeah. Any? Did I miss anything? Is there anything else uh, been announced so far? Or?
1: Uh, Wesley Dijak is the only. Oh yeah, Wesley thing. Dijak.
0: Uh, what but, do you what do you think title change?
1: Yeah, I, I think I think uh, Dijak definitely takes it. Um, and yeah. there, there there could if if you change the NXT title, I could see them maybe letting West retain once, but I think Dijak's definitely the guy to take the belt from him. Uh, at at some point, but I I, I would I would do it here. Uh, what West can be good and you know. Kind of charismatic without the belt. Uh, and I think he's been good as a champion so far. But I think Dijek's a guy that they're really behind. And they'll kind of end up with him being the champion.
0: All right. Very good. All right. So I just have a couple of questions uh, before we call a night. Uh, we we kind of mentioned a, a couple of these earlier. Like, what's up with Veer? You know, he said he's probably got some kind of a concussion issue, which I didn't know. I I knew it probably was some kind of injury, but I didn't uh, wasn't sure. How long is the New Day going to be in NXT, you think? You think they're gone uh, by by uh, by the by Mania?
1: Yeah, I, I think they lose the titles at that uh, Mania uh, takeover pit, uh, premium lab event, whatever you want to call it, uh, stand in the liver. I think they lose the belts to either Gallus or maybe at that point and this year will be uh, healthy and they could take it uh, from there. But I definitely think they'll stay around till around Mania, but then they'll uh, kind of split off after that for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, we talked about Sol Ruka being pu- pushed a little too quickly. Uh, is J.D. McDonough done? Um, maybe a surprise Rumble entrant. I, I don't know if they want to use a surprise uh, with him. He may be a guy that would just uh, show up kind of thing. Maybe like in an open challenge or something. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, he
1: could be a U.S. Open Challenge kind of guy, but I I think he's going to hang around. I just think maybe they didn't have something super for him in this uh, stretch of shows.
0: Okay. Uh, Nikia Lyons is uh, too sloppy. Maybe that's why she's losing to Zoe in this feud so far. She hasn't gotten really anything over. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah, I think she she
1: needs to tighten a few things up. Um, uh, I I mean may, maybe maybe Scott Shiflet prefers her sloppy. Who knows? But um,
0: <laughs> we know he likes the sloppy. <laughs> uh,
1: but um, I, she she could use some improvement. I, I think she'll I think she'll uh, come around. But uh, maybe she just had a few rough weeks. But I think they definitely need to book her better and maybe give give, give her a few wins because I think even I I, I think. If she, maybe if she had beaten Zoe, it would have given her a little bit of momentum. But I think she's just kind of muddled and just has, is, isn't really going in a positive direction because of that. All
0: right. Um, all right. Who will, uh, Alba's tag partner, we said, uh, possibilities. The top leading candidates could be uh, Iladon or Sol Ruka. Um, how bad are Blade and Anofi? Like, <laughs> like, is there, can these guys turn it around? Like, do you think that that will, you know, a lot of people at NXT start off like, meh, like like Street Profits. Street Profits were meh when they first started, but they started working together. You know, D'Angelo is one of those guys that was at NXT forever, finally found, you know, a groove and a tag partner, and they started getting over. Will these guys ever kind of click with it? Like, I I, I don't even think they're that over with the crowd.
1: Yeah, I, I... A Blade's just real lanky and kind of scrawny. Uh, he doesn't have much to him. I don't think he's ever going to elevate much past a certain point. I think No probably has some has some legs. He's kind of a little bit bulkier, a little bit uh, more skilled in the ring, I'll say. Um, so maybe if they eventually do a split off, maybe he, he can emerge and be a you know a North American title kind of guy. But I think Blade's pretty pretty hopeless, <laughs> unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Uh, then we got NXT Anonymous. Uh, probably be a little while before we find out what's going on there. Um, I don't think we'll find out by our next record, but you know, it could be wrong. This depends like on the kind of stuff it's revealing. If it's if it's kind of worth it to to keep it going, like it was like, oh, that, who cares about that? Who cares? You know, that kind of thing. All right, and then lastly, since since the Rumble is this week, uh, who from NXT could be in the Rumble? Let's start with the men. I only have uh, three names on my list, and you're probably going to guess all three, but I will let you to go ahead with uh, who do you think from NXT on the men's side could be in the Rumble?
1: I I think we definitely get Braun and Carmelo uh, for sure, Uh, and I could even see Waller coming up and uh, showing up as well. Um, but those are those are really the only maybe like we've mentioned McDonough maybe McDonough, but I, I don't really think they want to waste a spot on somebody like him that I don't think they're going to take seriously in that kind of match anyway. So I would say it's definitely Waller Hayes uh, Breaker uh, if they're going to be more than one.
0: Yeah, I think it's one maybe two at the most. Def, I think definitely Braun's going to be in there. So. Mm-hmm he's uh, going will be
1: champion at the point, even if he loses it at Vengeance yeah. State, he'll still be champ, uh, going into Rumble. Which they've sure, had the so. NXT
0: champion in the Rumble before, so Exactly. Uh, it does happen. Um they could also do something where uh tomorrow night, I don't know if they would have announced it by now, like for a spot, which I think they've they've done. Uh they may have done before, I think. I'm trying to think back. Yeah, they've done like a Yeah, that's how Bo Dallas got in the rumble, before. yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually. Yep. I actually just watched that duh, uh, in my rewind. <laughs> all right, on the women's side, there's there's a bunch of names that uh, could possibly. Uh, first of all, either of toxic attraction could show up. I, I I though I don't I don't think it could be both. I mean, definitely if Mandy was still around, definitely Mandy would have been in the rumble. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- what about you? You got a you got a name.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think if one Toxic Attraction girl is going to be in it, I think both of them end up in it somehow. Um, Roxanne, I, I think I think it would just be good to use the champions, uh, you yeah. know, like Braun and her, kind of to promote the NXT brand, just to have them in there is, you know, kind of a surprise, uh, kind of sh- show a little bit of fire in the match and see, see if they have something with them, uh, maybe as they perform into that match. But, um, yeah, Roxanne, Toxic Attraction, m- maybe Alba, uh, but... I with with the new uh, tag team thing That we kind of came up with I don't know if Alva's one of those That's going to go up to the main roster Anytime soon But um, she's yeah. she's an experienced person That I could see being in
0: it Yeah, I was, I was leaning towards her But now not so much uh, Cora Jade, I think c- Yeah Could make an appearance She could be one of those You know, goes in there And, and, and uh, has like a, a fun elimination Kind of spot uh, mm-hmm. Zoe maybe Although that won't pop Wouldn't pop me at all Uh, Indy Hartwell could get one or, or, or even a Wendy Chu. I think Wendy could, could be like a a comedy spot. Like, you know, I don't think Saul is going to be there. I don't think she's ready for it. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, doing those, uh, handstands or whatever she does is fine in front of the, uh, the performance center crowd, you know, the, uh, whatever Mm -hmm. they call it these days, but to the rumble, you know, in, in San Antonio in front of that huge crowd, that huge spot, I don't think I don't think she's ready for it. I don't think it's it's a recipe for success. I mean, I could be wrong, but I I just don't see it happening.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I mean, just for the cool spot, I think I could see him doing it. But I I definitely agree with you. I think she would get super starstruck in that situation. And maybe if she tried to do one of those cool things, she may screw up because she's a little more more nervous because she's in a way bigger crowd. Uh, than, she, than she's used to in the Capitol Wrestling Center, I think is what they still call it. Yeah. Um, but being in the Alamo Dome, I think she might get a little uh, overwhelmed. But
0: yeah, I mean, maybe for the cool spot, but I doubt it. Yeah, I mean, are we done with those, though? I mean, Kofi has done it every kind of way possible. Naomi has done it. Saul has done it once in a I mean... Is that still something that's going to pop us like that we want to see what like what else could possibly happen? Right. Is that something that we need to see every year at the Rumble? uh, Because was it was it last was it last year? Like I think Kofi didn't Kofi slip uh, in one of the more recent ones.
1: Yeah, I think it was last year. He was yeah. he got like knocked from the top rope, and he was trying to like jump to the barricade, and he slipped on the barricade, and like his feet hit the ground. So they you know said he was out. So, I I mean it just seems to be kind of a staple at this point. But I, who knows? I mean, I, I think they'll probably still keep doing it. But there's not much you can like. Uh, there's not much different that you can do at this point. Like, you, you, I mean, I, I think they could probably pull out something, but I just feel like he's kind of done everything. He's done the like chair pogo stick thing. He's done the handstand thing. He's done – you know, he's done the uh, – even Morrison did the uh, like little Spider-Man thing over onto the barricade and jumped back over. So, I mean, I, I just don't know how much more you can – build on it so uh, i yeah. think i think it's a spot that maybe maybe shouldn't be around too much longer but i'm sure they'll keep going to it because that's
0: just who they are all right cool all right so uh yeah i think we covered everything it was a lot uh appreciate uh everybody listening and sticking with us for a little bit lengthier uh show this time but you know we will be doing uh four shows pretty much every episode going forward if there's a ple you know we'll have it in there as well and yeah, it's 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 fun glad to be back here in the new year uh recording this show with with Logan and a lot to look forward to uh this year i think uh it's going to be fun we'll do some kind of uh we we've done enough tonight so uh, w- uh i think we'll we'll do some uh kind of a uh, year end year year predictions like what we think could happen this year like who who would have a title who could be uh up at the main roster at certain points we'll we'll do kind of those just uh you know on our february show uh to uh just you know see see what comes to fruition so to speak all right so before we go logan do you have anything uh that you'd like to point people to any recent pods or, or social medias
1: Uh, Yeah, uh, YouTube Roulette, we just recorded an episode of that. Um, I I think it came out last week, uh, so check that out. Chicken Salad came out this past past weekend. We did Rumble 94. Um, Highway to the Impact Zone, we just recorded the next episode of that this past Friday as of this recording, and I think it comes out uh, later this week. Uh, So check that out again. We covered uh, Against All Odds 2006, Um, and then the... Seven months of danger pod we will be recording The next episode of that uh, Tomorrow night as of this recording So uh, I may have a few other pods Coming down the pipeline but uh, I'll keep those in, uh, in in my back pocket for right now But uh, right. I'll just say I may have something new coming down
0: <laughs> Alright very cool looking forward to it uh, So for me on, on this feed uh, Not that much uh, outside of this pod I do have two shows that, that May make returns at some point That's Evolution and Great Debate uh, wrestling Edition, there is talk of making Mount Rushmore uh, Wrestling Edition coming back with a new host. So stay tuned for that uh, if that does come to to be. Uh, as well as check out Streaming the Classics, which are pod versions of Stream Lounge live watches uh, for wrestling over there. Uh, so check. The, we'll probably have a couple of those every month, but they will be... Uh, a bunch of wrestling streams going over um, on there so just keep an eye out to the social medias the Facebook group uh, you know go on there and follow people I'm on there as Blockbuster uh, Rewatch as well as Laugh in Theater and a lot of people are doing them and and uh, we're going to tend to do it like based on themes so in January of course we did a lot of uh, Royal Rumble watches uh, I'm not sure what's going to be on tap for for February. Maybe uh, some elimination chamber uh, watches, and definitely once we get closer into uh, to Mania season, there's going to be a lot of WrestleMania live watches on there. And those those are a lot of fun, guys. You know, you come on there, you have a couple of people, two, three, four uh, watching the show, discussing it on camera, and then we have a chat room where it's a, it's a very interactive um uh, pro, uh profile uh, platform so so definitely do do check that out That is streamlounge.io then over on my primary home which is a place to be nation pop experience i have lots of pods dropping all the time uh part of the video jukebox song of the day which is a short pod blast to start your day every weekday it's usually myself or steve riddle or Keithy langston uh we do have uh special drop-ins here and there so check those out uh, a bunch of my uh, regular pods are going into uh you know a release some are monthly some are bi-monthly but uh, some of that I want to direct you to are trailers of the Lost Arcs, which is myself, Tim Capel, Scott Shiflett and Sean Kidd, where we talk about a comics arc. Uh, every month, the last episode was a uh, G.I. Joe and the Transformers uh, comics arc from 1987. Uh, probably the only comic I ever read in my life going into this podcast, so uh, they threw me a bone. The next one will be an Avengers uh, theme, that uh, arc that that Sean has picked out. Also, my, uh, my newest show, Cartoons of Our Youth, the first episode dropped. That was with Sean Kidd. We talked about G.I. Joe, a real American hero. We, uh, we both uh, marked out big time. The second episode coming soon, uh, I'm not sure when we'll record, but Tim Capel will be my guest. And we will be discussing and watching episodes of Gargoyles, which is something I've actually never watched. Tim uh, That's Tim's favorite cartoon, so we will check that out. And Logan will have to have you on there. Uh, at some point, uh, talking about your favorite cartoon, which uh, which uh, I, I can't wait to learn what that is. Uh, <laughs> sh- should be fun. Uh, also, the Muppet Pop will be back. The, the Pop Goes Classics Disney, uh, Laugh in Theater. Uh, we're talking about bringing back Blockbuster Rewind. Lots, lots of fun shows uh, that I am uh, have the pleasure to be a part with. Well, often with co-hosts and check me out on Lounge pretty much every Wednesday night, alternating between Blockbuster Rewatch which right now I uh, am almost finished. I'm pretty much done with the MCU. I will be doing uh, Wakanda forever with Nate Milton at some point uh, in February. But uh, once I get through a bunch of blockbusters uh, like Batman, I believe I'm doing um, Terminator uh, 2 as well. I'm trying to figure out what else I remember, what else I have on the docket, but I will be going into the uh, Skywalker saga. So starting Star Wars all the way from episode four uh, in theatrical release order Uh, make sure you check out the place to be facebook group and the facebook page and we have our big pop uh year uh, stretch project it is greatest pop culture tv comedies so the rules will be announced very soon and you have until july 31st to submit your list and we will reveal the results starting labor day uh this year so lots of time guys and keep an eye out for the Uh, the stretch project the new one to be announced for this year but in that in the meantime every friday at noon on com, you are getting ww reveals uh each and every week until uh the entire list everybody that was voted for is uh revealed so check that out so that's going to bring it into this episode of who's next I want to thank my co-host. So, on behalf of the Mud Pie, Lower and Crosland, I am Andy Atherton. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next month on Who's Next.